Three, two, one, and action. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, episode 67 ASMR. This is Cam Walsh hosting with Seth, George, and Tyler. ASMR. This is fantastic ASMR, but hello, everybody. Episode 67. Uh, can't wait to get into this episode. Packed Merry Christmas. Today. It's Christmas today. For oh, yeah, it's yeah, Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. Goodness. I had it in the rundown, man. <laughs> I had it there. <laughs> yes, it, it is Christmas. Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. I believe, yeah, all four of us celebrate. Um, but happy holidays in general to anyone who uh, is not celebrating Christmas. I believe on the 26th, I, I tried looking up holidays because, like, I don't fully know when everything is. I believe the 26th is the, is the start of Kwanzaa. Um, uh, Hanukkah already happened, but it's it's holiday season. So happy holidays to everyone, fellas. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, as mentioned, big episode. So we got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom review. Rebel Moon dropped on Netflix. Uh, Maestro also released on Netflix earlier in the week, which was kind of interesting, like a Wednesday release for Netflix. Um, the Iron Claw has a has a full uh, uh, full release now. It was it was like I think it was partially released last week, but uh, it's got a full release. Tyler went and saw it. Seth, I saw today that you guys don't get it until February. Uh, I think so, so. Yeah, it's not yeah, February. Very, very sorry about that. Um, anyone but you, I believe. Again, Tyler saw, um, but those are the big releases from the week. Next week, massive update. Uh, the Real Talk Award nominees will be announced. So I believe last year um, we did the Real Talk Awards like right on the first or right on the second, whenever that Monday was. Second, this yeah. year we're going to do nominees, and then two weeks after that, so it's the fourteenth because. Um, this next year falls perfectly like on the first, seventh, and fourteenth. You know, the first, one, first, eighth, and fifteenth. So fifteenth will be the awards. But you got yeah, it. Yeah, fuck, math is hard, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Uh, so that fifteenth is that Monday. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So the fifteenth will be the actual awards show. Correct. Um, so yep. we're gonna do something we didn't do last year. We're gonna try to get the audience as well as the Patreon involved. We're kind of dumbing down our points a little bit i think we talked about um so that'll all be revealed next week we'll, we'll talk about how we're doing it and how the award show is going to go possibly try to do a live show we'll see we'll see um we'll talk some news n not not uh not much news this week other than the big thing that jonathan major is officially out in the mcu um convicted on two charges of assault we'll talk that uh we're doing a draft of just winter things getting the holiday spirit a little bit can be anything winter um, but that'll be our fun draft of the week. Cause we did, we, I, I believe we did Christmas movies last year or our top 10 Christmas movies. So we'll switch Something it up like a little that. bit. Yeah. Uh, our Patreon movie recommendation of the week is, uh, Manchester by the sea. Everyone's favorite ball of joy during this Christmas <laughs> season. Uh, so we'll be talking that on Friday and then the Patreon episode this week, we had another jeopardy submitted by Isaac. So, um, shout out him for that, uh, but we will be playing that Jeopardy game for the for the uh, Patreon, you know, bonus episode that we normally do. So, yeah, so we'll get into it. Um, but also, first off, shout out Mateo for for all the edits. Uh, go give him feedback on the TikTok and Instagram. Uh, very happy with what we're seeing. He's um, he's awesome. He's texting us all the time, like asking us if he can do other ideas and stuff. And 99.99% of the time, it's like, fuck yeah, that's way better than anything we would have ever thought of. So 
um shout out him he's he's absolutely crushing it on our tiktok and instagram pages um really appreciate all the hard work he's doing um so then moving on how are we doing george how you been how's the week what's going on uh, nothing nothing's going on been on long island for the last week just gonna chill here through the holidays you know hang out with the fam a little bit um and enjoy long island you know it's good to get out of the city every so often um but the week was fine um next week i'm i'm off i took off next week from work so this week was just a lot of end of year wrapping up which i'm pretty sure i said the same thing last week about work but that's just how december works um but thursday friday pretty slow um went movie crazy while i was working from home i was cranking out i felt like tyler cranking out like five movies a day um and then got to the theater a couple times which was nice um but yeah other than that pretty pretty standard week nothing really you know nothing me really major you know we'll talk the new releases that we watched not too great but yeah fairly standard week excited for the holidays any any fun plans no we're we're having it here at my parents house small little get together um but yeah i'm excited it's my chris my third favorite holiday so you know fun fun time fascinating all right <laughs> halloween's got to be like one or two but what's the other one up there no nah, no nah, thanksgiving and easter oh easter really yeah, yeah. oh wait no no that makes sense no yeah. no that makes sense that makes yeah. sense yeah. We, we we greeks go crazy for yeah. easter yeah so, yeah yeah it's like a full uh, holiday lamb on the spit and everything that's fair yeah all right tyler how have you been how you doing yeah i've been good a couple like uh clerical things get out of the way so like cam mentioned about the real talk awards patreon will be included like so we're going to include both the audience chunk and patreon members for the vote so this is a great opportunity heading into the new year to check out our patreon the links down below um the lowest tier will be available to be voting as in, like the separate pool so the patrons are going to be weighted just a little bit more for their votes in the real talk awards so go check our patreon patreon last year when we did this uh, I no, actually don't know. I think we started Patreon like Aprilish or something. Uh, so no, we didn't. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. adding in a new wrinkle this year that because we last year we did have an audience vote, which we're still gonna have this year, but we're also gonna have a little bonus category of Patreon vote is a separate thing. So go check that out. And secondly, today is Christmas, so happy holidays, like we said. But uh, I know it's gonna be a super lonely time of year for a lot of people if you don't have like family or friends or loved ones you're hanging out with. So if you're listening to us today as like a ray of lights because you're not really doing much today, I hope we can make your day a little brighter, make your day a little better. Um, if you're listening to us a couple days later, because you are with family and friends, awesome. Hope you had a great time. But yeah, we know this is going to be a really tough time of year for a lot of people. So just hope you're having a great day. We're, we're here for you. We love you. And we uh, hope you have a great holiday season. I know for me, I'm not traveling anywhere. My fiance will be working. So I'll just kind of be chilling alone for most of the holiday. And uh, if you're in the same boat, you know, you're not alone. A lot of other people are doing the same thing. So we hope you have your, a great day nonetheless. But my week's been pretty, pretty sound. Uh, fantasy football, big time of year. We got some semifinals this weekend. And for NFL, we have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday football this week. So I'm just going to be like a bundle of anxiety, just nervous because a lot riding on these games. Um, and then for college football, as Cam would know, like the regular season New ended Year's a couple Day. weeks ago now, but we have like the college football playoff coming up. But for my backseat coach account, which I still post to every day, this is the time of year, like during the college football season, I like gain followers like normal and get views. But then this is officially the time of year's kicked off where I just lose followers every day, just little by little. And it'll just continue declining every single day until opening kickoff next week, next season. Then we'll kind of climb up and then we'll just go back down. But yeah, it's just like every it's day I'm just posting videos. Where it's losing. 
Did you call it? Yeah, I did that last year, but I'm just sticking with college football. And I, I don't know if I'll, I'll continue doing some offseason stuff, but um, probably just going to like chill a little bit on that account in the offseason just because college b-ball, I just don't know ball enough. And I don't really feel like faking it for a whole few months. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things like it started a couple months ago. So it feels weird like jumping in like two months in. It's like I feel like kind of got to be all in or all out. But yeah, so backseat coach has been super busy with that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, fantasy football this weekend, super excited. Had a super packed day on Thursday where we got Riley's car fixed and we drove up to the city and that's when I saw anyone, but you, she got a couple more tattoos. She's got like six on her arm. Now she went from zero to six real quick. Quickly, dude. And was, she got them all for like less than 400 bucks total. So her, she found like a super cool, like girl in uh Scottsdale. who's awesome. So I definitely want to get a tattoo from her. She's super nice, super cool, super inviting, but like, I don't know what I want, man, or where I want it. It's like that Film. first one's so hard to stuff. I know, but even then, I don't know what it should be. Like, it's like the first one is so hard to rip the band aid off. Even though I fully, I'm not like half, like in and out on getting a tattoo or not. I know I want one. It's like, what's that first one going to be? And then the floodgate can open a bit from there. But you'll probably hate your first one anyway, to be honest. I've got to hate yeah. it. Yeah. I have no idea what I want it to be, but we'll, we'll keep thinking on it because I definitely Make sure want to spell it right. <laughs> yeah i'll take it from you my favorite uh, cunt uh, anecdote ever i love that yeah. uh, <laughs> hilarious but other than that i'm excited for the the weekend ahead riley's working like i said the next three days so it's gonna be a pretty quiet holiday for me so it's gonna get a lot of work done and have fun so what is riley doing is she a nurse i think she's, she's a nurse and she works nurse, nights yeah. so she's gonna yeah, be yeah. home in like 30 minutes from her night shift but yeah she works nights as a as a nurse but yeah that's uh that's my week what are her hours that she sleeps? Does she come home and sleep or does she? It depends. Like if she like t- tonight, like she worked last night, she's going to work again tonight. So she'll come home and get home at like seven 30 and she'll sleep until like five and then get ready. Um, but usually like the first night, so like she works three days and then like has off a couple days. It's so, like the last day of working. She'll come home and then usually like stay up that whole day and like mm-hmm. clean or do laundry and other stuff. And then try and like re like flip yeah, or sleep yeah. schedule and yeah. flip it back. Like it's gotta be brutal on the body. Just like flip yeah, your right. sleep schedule twice a week, every single week. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad. It's I, too, I too work in a like 24 hour industry. I never had to do third shift luckily, but I, mm-hmm. I did second shift. And let me tell you, second shift is the best shift ever. Man. If you, if you don't have a family, that's what's like, the time. So, like, so for me, it was like three to 11. So 3 PM to 11 PM. So uh, I worked Sunday through Thursday um so i still had my friday and saturday nights and this was before bailey um emma and i were married but uh pre pre bailey pb if you want to call it um (laughs) one year pb um and it was just so great i was never tired i would come home fall asleep at like i'd probably fall asleep by like 12 1 wake up at 9 life was life was fantastic (laughs) that's what i that's what i started tiktok because emma was working during the day at the time so i just would grind TikTok and it was man. Oh, oh I get I get butterflies thinking about it, man. <laughs> now I'm tired all the time. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, there's me reminiscing. Seth, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh yeah. Mr. George, like very busy last week, just kind of ironing out everything for Christmas. Uh we're just setting everyone up plans wise for the new year. Um had a few meetings this week, just very tiring, stressful, whatever, but we've got uh, got until the second off now. I think I've kind of taken some time off. Well, I'm kind of back on on the 27th, but kind of on call. If you if if, if that kind of makes sense. So like if if I like emergencies with clients, I'm there, but it will be very minimal interaction. You know, like like an hour a day, something yeah. like that, very minimal. So yeah, been good. Uh, there's no UFC on until the 14th of January, so that's a bit 
I don't really know what to do with myself, but there is some good boxing on tonight, Tyler, if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, it'd be pretty good. Uh, just a stressful week. Um, haven't watched any of the new releases because I don't think any of them are actually out here yet. Uh, oh no, Aquaman, Aquaman definitely is. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I, well, I will go through the DCU because I'm going to do it soon, but I've not seen the first one, so I just saw no point in watching that one this week. And I kind of want to do it in order. Like, isn't Aquaman like not one of the recent ones, but it's it's a bit it's far into the DCU. Like, there's a few films in, isn't it? I think. I think it was like sixth, maybe. Or yeah, like I think it was like 2016. So yeah, was it? Was it? it was like 2018, I think. Is but... it 2018? Yeah, which is still a long time ago. It's like five. So years. Yeah. Well, it's got to be like. Uh, I think I've only seen like the first three DCU, so I kind of want to go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when was Justice League? Justice League uh, was like Justice, the third one. Justice, remember, Justice, yeah. Justice, Justice. So they went, they went Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then just, and then Justice League. I and think. then Wonder Woman. And then Wonder and Woman. Justice League, I think. Like when was Suicide Squad? Though? No, because just Wonder Woman was after. Ju- no, was it? Yeah, 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 Suicide Squad 2016. Suicide Squad was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just yeah, look wanna... it up. Yeah, nothing a quick Google one so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Aquaman 2018, like you said, Ju- Suicide Squad 2016, Justice League that 2017. Wonder Woman was before Justice League. I could have sworn. Oh, Wonder so Woman I need to watch that then. Oh, I thought that was yeah, because it was like an origin story. I think I know, you really like. That's why I thought Aquaman. it was fucking no. Okay, so yeah, she was in Dawn of Justice, and then we got yeah. an origin story. I was thinking, I was like, we, I swear, we met her already. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. The time. Okay, okay. I yeah, you're right. You're on it. So I should have watched one one before Justice League. Or oh, I should have just skipped Justice League, actually. You about. should have just... Probably. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Ass. That was so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But yeah, I'll, I'll start going through that soon. I, I probably will watch Aquaman maybe in the next like, two, three weeks. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty standard week. Very, very busy. Uh, already kind of done Christmas. Going to see Anna's family on, on Christmas Day. But already kind of done it with my side. Saw my dad this morning. That was nice. Pretty standard. Nothing really much to report than that. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, all right. For me, nothing crazy. Uh, had a couple days off work. Back on TikTok. Have posted a couple videos. Woohoo. I, saw. I looked. Oh, I yeah. looked. It was yeah. over a month since I posted like a movie related. I noticed video. that. Yeah, yeah. It was, was the like, Man, that's kind of a what longer. video was it now? It was what video did I post or was my did last you end video? on the, the film? Uh, like Toy Story 5. Talking about Toy Story 5. 11.22. So it was about a month. Um, since it was it was it was just a month. And now you're um, yeah, but back. I, I've had a couple days off. I hope it I hope it maintains. I told them I'll try to start like recording at night, like right before bed, and then I can post them the next day kind of thing. Um, but I'm just I have no motivation. <laughs> I'm just the worst. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how long this continues. But I'm really gonna try again. So um yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh like I said, had a couple days off of work, spent some time with Emma bailey um that's been really good we we did so yeah we just have a lot of christmases uh a whole lot of family is still within an hour of us um so it's you know we go to every christmas so um basically we did christmas with emma's mom thursday night yesterday we had an off day today saturday we go to emma's dad's which is an hour away stay there overnight we'll drive back to my parents an hour away from that um christmas eve stay there overnight and then we'll drive up to emma's grandparents which is an hour away so it's just a lot of driving but a lot uh, of driving definitely worth it really um really love seeing the family um just kind of a and uh, everyone wants to see bailey obviously no one cares about if we come but um, <laughs> unfortunately we have to be the 
the vessel to get him there. But it, it, it's a very good time, just a stressful time um, just to get everywhere and make sure we give enough time to every single family, you know. Um, but then I go right back to work on Tuesday, um, which, Ugh. you know, should kind yeah. of be a... Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be a little bit of a mental reset after like seeing everybody. Um, but th this year's fun. You know, we get to do the Santa thing. Uh, well, I hope Bailey never comes back and like watches these, you know, like when he's like six, <laughs> it's, it's also not probably rated for a six year old. Um, but I get to do the whole Santa thing for the first time. Uh, he He's kind of learning how to open presents. So that's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um, got him like a ball pit. Did I tell you guys this? We got him a ball pit. Um, and Emma thought she got a hundred balls with it. Um, and it was a thousand. It's tall, right? So it's high. Is it up, inside? Okay. Yeah, it'll be inside. It's not out yet. Like all the balls are still in the bag. But a it was thousand inside. That's gotta be some space. Surely. Yeah. Well, I'll send you guys a picture of it. It's probably like five feet, five feet across, like each point in it. It's pretty tall. So I think it'll be able to hold everything, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, so she said, like, it's supposed to be a hundred. I'm like, the box says a thousand. Like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, yeah. And yeah, it's two bags of 500. So that, that's kind of funny. Um, really, real excited for Christmas and spending it with Bailey as he's getting older. We can move on to uh, what we've been watching this week. Packed week. I actually watched a lot of things as well. So that's when, you know, it's like a, nice, nice. a down week. I know George was, was moving along on letterbox. I, I like looked Grinding. at I looked at your page every day and you're like recently watched were different every single day. So yeah. What is this guy doing? Um, we'll start, we'll start with Tyler. What you've been watching. Um, yeah, uh, kind of on the opposite side. I outside the movies we're going to be reviewing on this pod, and for the real quick, I haven't been watching a, a ton of new stuff, but just a couple things. Watched Nimona, uh, definitely would be in my lineup for best animated film of the year in terms of like a top five. I, it's not like you know going to win. I don't think like you know I still think uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, Boy in the Hair, and uh, Suzumi are better, but uh, it's still a really good animated film that I think really went under the radar this year. So I would check out Ramona. I also really just love Riz Ahmed. Um, oh, is he in it? Nice. Yeah, caught up on Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Um, I, I think it's it's similar to like what we'll talk about with Aquaman. I feel like it's just kind of like whatever you thought of the first one, it's just like a step down, but nothing egregiously bad. I, I didn't care for Dawn of the Nugget. I watched Ennis Men last week, which is by Mark Jenkins. It's a very experimental Cornish film. And so I watched one of his previous films, Bait, from 2019. I need to watch that. So you really liked it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I really liked it. I gave it a four star. Um, it, it's still very experimental, but it, it's more digestible than Ennis Men. I think I would have liked... And Seth, you haven't seen Honest Men yet, right? Either. No, I need. To I would. That. I would start with Bait. Yeah. To be honest, I would start with Bait. They're both I like will, an yeah. hour and a half. They're pretty quick. But I think I would have liked Honest Men a lot more if I would have saw Bait first. They're both like, they, they both take uh, our Cornish film, so yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed Bait a lot. Watch Robots. Shailene Woodley, innocent, but oh, yeah. terrible. I like. I like Robots. What was that on? Is that <laughs> streaming? It had to have been right. Uh, I'm talking about the 2023 robot stuff. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the fucking. Uh, no, the yeah, terrible brand name for it because, like, if you Google it, it's not you don't find it anywhere. So, Neon sent like a end of year screener package with like all their movies they released this year, and that's one of them. So I was like, why, why are you watching these shitty films? Which, yeah, I do watch shitty films from time to time, but this one was just like Neon sent out this thing. I'm gonna watch all the movies they have, and Neon, like, I mean, even more so than A24. I feel like Neon usually has a pretty high rate. Like they make some How great many movies. Great films. Have they released this year? A lot, I think. The total package was like 
there's probably like 14 movies in the package, but a couple of them were like, like bait was in it. And that's an older one. Old boy re-release was in it. So it's like some of the stuff is like not this year, but probably like nine to 10 movies this year. I don't know. What was, um, what was Jack Whitehall like in it? Is he, oh, he's is he main, that main guy? He's like a big, a, a really big name here in terms of like comedies. Like it does a lot of like sitcom shows. He does like stand up here and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I like liked it. him. I, I like. I, I think all the acting was fine. I just think that it's a really, really over the top like social satire, and it just didn't fully work for me. It's one of those. It's like it's like kind of like Adam McKay movies, but worse. Where it's like it's so in your face. It's like if you're gonna take to it, you're probably gonna like it. If you don't take to it, you're probably gonna hate it. Like you know. Interesting. Um, but yeah, and then. Watch Army of the Dead with Riley, her first Zack Snyder experience. She she's like the only movie I'll watch with you tonight is a zombie movie. So we like scrolled for not Jesus. Well, it had to be a zombie movie I hadn't seen, and it had to be one available on streaming, and that left us uh, Army of the Dead being the one to choose. Um, yeah, so good yeah, movie. good movie. Yeah, yeah, but as a first Zack Snyder, George, <laughs> the first one. Yeah, not not a good first Zack Snyder, but good movie. I love the setting, but I'm just a sucker for Vegas. So anything like a Vegasy setting, even if it's post-apocalyptic, is super fun. Like the casino setting. Like obviously, film has had a storied history with casinos and movies. Like usually, some pretty banger movies have featured casinos. And then, uh, lastly, other than movies we're going to be reviewing this week, which also came out this week, but we're not going to give it a dedicated review, is Migration. Um, oh yeah, I forgot you. Would. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's excited for that. I don't get it. It's, it's yeah, it, I mean, it's not bad. Like, I give it a two star, but it's probably a little harsh on it. Like, the synopsis is just a bird is flying, like migrating, and then ends up getting lost along the way and finds himself in NYC as opposed to Jamaica. And all the birds in New York City are way different than what he's used to. Different cultures, you know, get, finding a, they ultimately find a common understanding. That's like the opposite of like I don't know. In, in NYC, you'll find like. Italian mobsters like in Jamaica. I mean, that's kind of what like the birds actually, were like. Where like really? the birds in New York City is like, get the hell out of my city! What are you doing here? <laughs> it's um, like and it's, it's what you'd expect like, to find a bunch yeah. of minorities. Like, like yeah, and it's it's exactly what you'd expect from the synopsis. Like by the end of the movie, they all find a common understanding. We're like, hey, yeah. we're all birds here. Let's get along. Let's all fly together that's and migrate. Christ. So you know, and there's not enough magic or excitement in the movie to make it worthwhile to watch because you know, having a paint by numbers plot isn't the worst thing in the world if you can make an interesting or fun enough story out of it but it just didn't it's it's, it's nothing that's going to move the needle um i'll, yeah, uh, I'll ask my niece about that this weekend um yeah get her review yeah well we'll get her review and see if she's seen it yeah. um, and then i'll let you know if you're wrong or not okay sounds good uh, probably will george, be i don't think kids hate movies yeah george <laughs> what, what you up to uh, a lot uh, killed some trilogies. Lord of the Rings trilogy did a little rewatch, which was great. Extended um, edition or regular? The regular, yeah. Oh! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, either way, I think I'm fully on board with saying that the Return of the King is the greatest movie ever. But I don't know. I go I go back and forth on that a lot. Um, I also killed the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. I realized I had, had never you not s- seen that. The third the, one I the, had no. never okay. seen. Okay, okay. It is a yeah. weird one, the third one, because I often I have seen it, but I just forget anything that ever happened in it. Yeah, it, it easily the most forgettable of the trilogy. I I give it yeah. a three stars, but that's one and two, I, solid. That's why I was shocked by like the hype from Kung Fu Panda Four, because I feel like I I rewatched well, the first one, but I was like I didn't think people liked the second. But there was or, the TV show. Uh, yeah, I know a, a lot of people. I don't think that, I thought that I've was. I've never heard anything about the TV show though. Yeah. I thought that but was then, bad. Can't you say that though? But then a lot of people have I saw a lot of excitement for Shrek 5. And I'm excited for it as well, but like Shrek 3 I and 4 too. weren't. But no, like Shrek, Shrek 3 and 4, 4 you know, acts, man. I don't think they're terrible, to be fair. But like it's the same thing where it's like 
Don't no, forget it was just the return of the character. Wait, when was Kung Fu Panda 3 actually? When was that? In 2016. All I remember oh. about Shrek 3 is yeah, there are. Yeah, I think I think most people are just excited yeah. for the return of, you know, yeah. Tai Lung and Poe and the Furious 5 like Did you see not... how every character is going to be in it like every villain? But uh, it's weird that the Furious 5 weren't even in the trailer. Ending. Man, every yeah. like every like long awaited third or fourth movie to an animated movie now is like Endgame. Every single one, man. Endgame ruined I, cinema. Yeah, it did, man. True. Fucking real. Um, I finally watched James Cameron's The Abyss, which I fucking oh. love. Did you um, miss seeing it? In the, yeah, I that was that's the first thing I said in my letterbox review. I wish I had the chance to catch this in a theater. Yeah, I was, I'm though. so because I I watched it on the TV and I was like, damn, this is blowing my mind. I like I can't yeah. even imagine the experience I would have had in the fucking theater. Um, but really, really good film. Um, better than both Avatar films by a mile. Really? Um, oh yeah. Um, I watched RoboCop. What up? You, the first one. There's multiple. RoboCop, yeah, there's like quite a few. Oh, I, I guess yeah, I watched the first one, yeah. Yeah, I, I think people one. like The Abyss. I've never. Uh, seen people, people I love, love it. The people Abyss. Love it. Oh, okay. People like yeah. that. I've, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, RoboCop. Um, I just I what I was doing this week is I went to my watch list and I clicked shuffle and then whatever popped up on top was the movie I just tossed on while I was working. Yeah. Um, the next one after that was Sam Raimi's Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson. That is um, superhero film. I haven't seen that. It's not a. Uh, I think it is or a comic book film. Or comic book, like, is it based on? I, I have no idea if it's based on a comic book. Yeah, I could I'm definitely. Sure. I can one hundred percent see it. I'm only saying yeah, that because I made sure to watch like every movie that's like a comic book. Well, okay, I, I could see it either way. If it's not, it also makes sense. But okay. yeah, really solid early '90s. Just I guess action movie. It's pretty much exactly what you would expect. Um, Lord of the Rings. I rewatched The Last Jedi, Star Wars, just because there was a lot of discourse on it earlier this week on Twitter. I mean, but there's always a lot of discourse. Put some boots, The Last Wish, caught a rewatch. Um, and then I finally watched Battle Royale, Seth. I texted you about that. I'm going to be honest, all these five star reviews from my mutuals are shocking. Is it I, more? I, I've only seen me because it's a five star. Honestly. Yeah, it's I'm got for me. It's got several five and four and a halfs. Oh, but, I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great movie. I just the five stars are just stunning. They're just they're. It, this is an interesting movie to be throwing out five stars, um, but definitely a good movie. Um, Mitchell's versus the machines, uh, Lego Batman, a couple more animated rewatches, um, and then I watched a science fiction movie called Life Force. Um, uh, who did this? Tobe Hooper, one of those horror guys. Um, didn't like one that of those so much. horror guys. Yeah, one of those. Jackie Chan's massacre, bro. Yeah, one of those horror guys. And then Jackie Chan's Police Story, which I thought fucking banged. Uh, um, I've seen the first one. Apparently, the third one's the best. I need to go through them. I know. I got to rewatch all. Of them. I got to watch all of them for the first time. What's up, Cam? I didn't want to cut you off. That's okay. <laughs> so here's a fun fact. Apparently, the movie came before the the comic book, so now it's a comic book. But for for, um, Dark, for Dark Man, sorry. Oh, oh, so maybe he. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I. Hey, what they I, do in Rebel Moon, like make the movie then the comic book, put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like in nineteen it is nineteen ninety the movie came out, and then nineteen ninety, uh, it was first published by Marvel Comics in nineteen ninety, and then nineteen ninety three. So like. Right oh, now, and he is—he is actually categorized as a superhero as well. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, it's more of a damn, vigilante, I if I would say. Now. 
Wow. But interesting. And then I watched um, the uh, Taylor Swift Folklore Studio Session. Nice. Good watch. Man. Cool watch. Good little music. She's got good music. She does have good I'll music. I'll say it. I'll say who, it. Who? Are, I mean, a lot of people argue against that, actually. Yeah. Seth, what you been watching, man? Uh, I've watched six. I watched uh, four Godzilla films in a row. Yeah, I noticed that. When yeah. did you decide to do that? I don't, I, Godzilla. I've only seen like uh, two or three of them before. I've only seen one of the like, newer ones, but I don't really care to watch them yet, to be honest. I um, and when I watched Godzilla minus one, I was like, oh, I may as well watch Shin Godzilla. Watched Shin Godzilla the other day, Shin and then I watched, w- watched a few more. I watched um, Godzilla Sodora, which is like a crazy one from the seventies, really focused on the environmental impact. That was great. Loved that. Raids again, which is okay, and All Monsters Attack, which is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. But I'm, I got um. George, I got like Nalbus to send me his list. Yeah. Like, he sent me his list because I know he's been through them like loads of times. So I'm just going to work through some of them because I do really like the old school Godzillas. Um, I liked, I liked Shin Godzilla a lot. Uh, I don't think it was as good as, as, as Minus One though for me. I think Minus One was like far superior in my eyes. Um, and then I also watched uh, May, December. Watched that as well. Loved May, December. I thought May, December was, was really, really great. I think... I guess I think it's like seventh rate for me this year. I think it's seventh. Really thought May December was like really really good. I watched uh, But I'm a Cheerleader as well, which is which is um pretty good, uh, pretty classic like LGBTQ film. I uh, really enjoyed that, and uh, that's kind of it. Like I didn't really watch much this week, um, just because really just time wise. But yeah, just those for me. All righty. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll go through the last like two weeks because it basically is like a a week. Um. Bummed I missed last week. Got my water heater replaced, though, so I'm glad, glad we have hot water now. Um, but I actually had watched things last week, as I, or, yeah, two weeks ago as I was traveling. Um, but I saw Almost Famous for the first time, George. Good movie. Uh, watched Fuck Boyhood, yeah. Tyler. Uh, also a good movie. Uh, I just don't think it's like uh, – I don't think it's a coming-of-age movie that I'll personally sit down and, and watch again like I do other coming of age movies that I really love. Um, what did you but, give almost famous? Totally understandable. Um, I gave it an 83 out of hundred. Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Feet to the fire. <laughs> uh, why specifically? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Exactly, why would you do that? I think, it's like that TikTok no, uh, <laughs> template going around right now. It's like when he, when he asked me why it's an 83 out of, or why break down an 83 out of 100 and you just start dancing. Yeah. I don't know why it's an 83 out of hundred. I don't think I'm like a huge band guy. Like I don't necessarily care to like travel with bands or anything. So I don't think it personally resonated with me a whole lot. Like it just kind of wasn't something I'm into, but, um, and then also I thought I was super original. Cause like the movie starts off with, uh, yeah, I, Monks, <laughs> and then, and then it features Dave from Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's and like that, the number that's, one letter. That's, box yeah. That's the number one letter box. I looked at that, like, after I finished and I go, Oh, okay. So I'm not, I'm not smart. I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, boyhood 84 out of a hundred, a little bit better. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I like boyhood. Just, it's probably one of the like just coolest things in filmmaking of filming something over 12 years is insane. Um, I had to rewatch. Uh, I, I watched No Country for Old Men. Then I had to rewatch Lady Bird because Tyler gave me a question. Uh, was that on this trivia or the last one? I or can't remember. I get a mix, but it's either on last week's trivia episode or yeah. the one that comes out tomorrow for people listening on Monday yeah. of Cam. Um, 
So yeah, trivia. Go look at Tyler's YouTube. There's a plug for you. Uh, I had to rewatch Lady Bird because I missed like a super easy question. Literally, the first line of the movie is like, "Where the are you answer from?" To it. Or uh, would you know I'm from Sacramento if if you saw me or something like that? And the question was, "Where is she from?" So <laughs> fuck me. Um, I rewatched Knives Out because that movie just bangs. Uh, Wallace and Gromit watched for the first time since w- I was a werewolf. Uh, yeah, the curse of the werewolf. That now you can bangs. tell George to finally watch it. No, Thank it's you. awesome, man. It's so good. I love it. It's brilliant. Uh, I love it. I watched poor things. Uh, instead of my review, like first third, I did not like, and then once she becomes like an actual person, um, and and like goes out on her own, I started to love the movie, and then like I I loved the ending. So three and a half, I guess. But I didn't like the start. I, I thought it was going to be one of those where I'm like sitting there, I'm like, all right, this isn't for me, and that's fine sometimes. Uh, but I really did like the middle and the end. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory bangs. What did you give it, Grandpa Joe? Uh, it's a ninety-four <laughs> out of hundred. Yeah. Uh, what, what? What is this animosity towards Grandpa dude, Joe? The, uh, the animosity is completely this, valid. This dude no, no. stays in bed for twenty years and just gets and right just, up like, yeah. and starts a full musical he number. Has, he makes yeah. everyone like he makes the mum do everything for him. Yeah. He just gets he right up. He hasn't left the starts bed dancing for around. Years. He is pooping and peeing in this bed <laughs> and hasn't left that bed for kind of a king. I get it, Kang. Come, I get that. I get the hate. He's making everyone wait on him. Someone commented this on my like F Grandpa Joe tweet. (laughs) Uh, That how do how do he get the chocolate bar that he like sneaks to Charlie? A fair question. This dude is like I don't don't know. When did he get out? How did no one notice he was missing during that time? Two people that get out of bed. He knows Charlie and Charlie's mom. He knows two people that get out of bed. One of them had to have gotten it for him. It <laughs> what did you What did you give it, Cam? What did you give it? A ninety four. It'd be nice. A 90, it'd be a It'd be a nice. five star if Grandpa Joe weren't in it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Gene Wilder is so amazing. So, so, like, so, so amazing. That's like one of the best performances of all time. Uh, Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget was was fine. Uh, Wonka might be the best movie ever. It's definitely. <laughs> absolutely adored it i could kiss you right now cam yeah, first I, first I, willy I, wonka and name wonka That's i might crazy. like uh i might rewatch wonka and it, it, like it could be a number one this year i loved it so i had so much fun i'm watching it tomorrow uh, i think nice uh watched burlesque it's a movie my wife really likes uh it's not it's not my favorite it's fine uh <laughs> the grinch from 2018 i actually really like i i have the highest rated I think I'm an idiot. That's like, I don't, I don't mind. Thing. I think it's like a three star for me. I, I don't know. Um, it. It's got like bad. It's again, no one likes Rotten Tomatoes. I know, but it's got like bad Rotten Tomatoes and a low, uh, low um, letterbox score. Um, but it's my, it's my favorite, to be honest with you. Uh, watched both Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and the first. They're fine. Tired of a wimpy kid, Cabin Fever. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Cabin Fever is just a bad movie. I just I just watched it to watch it. Uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Army of the Dead I didn't watch, but I... Yeah, crazy. Definition of a review bomb right there. Yeah, I watched it at, uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe I should take this off. I watched it when it came out. I just didn't ever rate it. And I was like, I didn't like that movie. I'll give it a one star or one and a half star. Uh, Maestro we'll talk about, Aquaman we'll talk about, Rebel Moon we'll talk about, Kung Fu Panda um, got me in the mood. Fucking Tai Long is so good, man. Dude, Great. the amount of Tai Long edits on my For You page. So many, man. It's dude, crazy. it's been absurd. It's Every other video was that sound audio. What I gotta do, yeah. I did to make you proud. Tell me how proud you are. She it's like, good. Jesus, tell me. That, that is peak writing right there. I'm gonna start screaming, tell me how proud you are at random people.
especially yeah. like my boss yeah, at work. Boss, yeah, yeah we're like we're going to have my com- end of year compensation talk next week. I'm just going to yell at him. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how proud you are. Fantastic. Uh, I watched uh, Manchester by the Sea, of course, May, December. I caught like the last hour of uh, when Emma was watching. Uh, so I counted that as a rewatch. What did Emma think of it? Did she like it? She didn't love it. She didn't. Lo- she thought it was weirdly directed. And I was like, I, I, I know a few people. It's, it's the style. It's a kind of like soap opera. Like it's a bit. Yeah, odd. exactly. That's what I told her. Um, and, yeah. she, and she wasn't a huge fan. And she also like, she was like, why would they? She did not. She didn't like that. It was like not based on a true story, but it was based on a true story. Like it was. She's like, why are they telling it if it's not going to be like the exact true story? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just a movie, man. Like they just wanted world. Yeah, they just wanted to make it a little bit more fulfilling. She's like, I don't like that or whatever. Which is fine. Um, we rewatched Klaus banger, uh, and then we moved right into Prisoners last night. So Emma's like making all of our Christmas gifts. <clears throat> Uh, and so she was making them while we watched Klaus and then had to make one more, got prisoners in. It's fucking good, man. That movie <laughs> is so fucking good. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is awesome. Good film uh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's catching up with Cam, a uh, new segment. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the movie reviews, though. Aquaman 2 and the, uh, or I guess Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, the big the big movie of the week, or one could argue that Rebel Moon was maybe the big release of the week, but we, we'll go with the theater movie first. Uh, we'll start with Mr. George, resident oh. DCEU defendant. <laughs> um, it's over. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, partially, partially, partially DCEU yeah, yeah. defender. Yeah. It's but over. it's over. But it's over. Yeah, which is sad. First off, I don't know. Did you? You saw it, Cam, right? Yep. I think it, you, me, and Tyler did. Okay. Was your theater empty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My theater was empty. Yeah. For yeah. a Dude, Friday this, this night new. This thing made $4 million at the domestic. Dude, for a Friday night new superhero day. movie release, that's why. That's worse than Captain Marvel and or the Marvels and the Flash. Yeah, dude. That's I went, absurd. I went Thursday afternoon, so like, I guess people could have still been working at the time I went. It was like 2 o'clock, but yeah there's not that full and beyond that no one was laughing at a single joke like yeah. i don't think a single joke got laughs in my theater uh, yeah they fucking friday morning victoria texted me she's like did you get the aquaman tickets and i was like oh shit fuck they're probably like sold out now i looked at my amc app wide open every yeah. every single screening between 3 p.m and the last showing of the night wide open yeah Box fucking crazy numbers aren't like officially out uh because it's not sunday um but we can talk that yeah yeah but no overall thoughts the the biggest takeaway from this movie is jason momoa Um, i said in my tiktok review if this is the end of him as aquaman which i'm like 199.99 percent sure it is i'm gonna miss him i thought i think he's great as aquaman i really do i think he's a fantastic casting um and he just genuinely always seems like he's having just a blast making these movies which I just, you know, regardless of how not great I thought this movie was, he's a shining light. And I thought his back and forth with Patrick Wilson in this movie was just fucking awesome. I really wish we had gotten more of that, Um, I guess, if this was ever planned on being like a trilogy or or whatever. I'm sure we would have seen more of Patrick Wilson. Um, So so I'm sad that we only got like one movie of them, you know, to, to play to the joke, being Shark, not Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. 
Um, I love those no, jokes. Shark on- Boy and Lava Girl too. Yeah, <laughs> those sure. jokes on Twitter. Every single time I see it, I let out a little nose puff. I think they're hilarious. Um, but the movie as a whole, Tyler said it earlier when he was talking about Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Pretty much the exact same relationship between Aquaman one and two. Everything you liked about Aquaman one, just dumb it down a little bit, and you pretty much have Aquaman two. Um, not an original thought because Sammy mentioned this in his letterbox review. It's a Sunday morning cartoon. That's that's pretty much what it is. It's just it's just a load of fun. You're not really gonna care for the villain and his motives, which I didn't find myself caring about. I don't know about you guys. You're really just there for a good time. You know, it's one of those go in, don't expect much, turn your brain off type of movies, and and you'll have fun. I had fun with it. I gave it a three out of five. I love in Aquaman one and Aquaman two what they've done with Atlantis. I think it looks sick. Um, I just think it's such a, like an interesting world to be a part of, and I think what James Wan was able to do to bring it to life just really was just cool to see. Um, but yeah, other than that, I didn't much care. Like, I didn't really like not to sound like dark, but I didn't really feel anything when the bad. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but when the bad dude like took Aquaman's son, didn't God. really feel anything. Whatever. It's in the trailer though. I just saw, <laughs> yeah. I just rewatched the trailer yesterday, and they showed that in the trailer. I was like, wow, that didn't right. expect it to be in the trailer. All right, we'll get into spoilers. I guess, but um, later. Um, but yeah, like the comedy, I don't think hit as often as the first one did. Um, but again, I, I just, I loved watching Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson just kind of go back and forth. I think that relationship was the highlight of the movie, but other than that, not much to latch onto. It felt like a bunch of filler scenes just kind of plopped together. Um, that's about it. Three out of five for me. It, uh, a three out of five. And surprisingly, this is in the top half of my DCEU ranking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, it's in my top ten, man. Yeah, it's. I think I have it at like I mean, number seven six, or eight. It's only sixteen movies, so like top ten's not crazy, but just like no. staying like a like a three out of five is still fucking top ten. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. Gonna, I'll, I'll go real quick just because I'm also a three out of five. Um, Fifty nine out of a hundred. Uh, I don't think it did anything horribly horrific or bad, um, but it didn't do anything great. It was just kind of a movie. I, I'd be shocked if anyone left their theater and like took anything amazing away from that movie and were like, fuck yeah, I loved this about <laughs> Aquaman. Like this was the best thing ever in the DCEU. Like nothing there. It's just kind of um, other than Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson's king. He was awesome. Um, he, he was my favorite part of this movie. And and to your point of Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I think he's good and I think he does a good job, uh, but I, I'm fine with a recast. Like it's not something that bums me out. Um. Like of the of the Justice League members, I think he's probably other than Ezra Miller, who's just a piece of shit in general. Um, <laughs> I think he's probably at the bottom of my like. I, I maybe Ray Fisher as uh, I uh, as, uh, I, I don't care Zachary about Levi. any. Oh yeah, Zachary Levi. Well, yeah. No, I like Zachary Levi as as the Shazam. I'll be honest. Uh, but I was talking like main Justice League members like Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, uh, 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 Gail Gadot. I like them a lot more than I do uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman, but he's not uh, bad. He's- I don't. I don't care for a Wonder Woman recast. You can do that all you want. <laughs> I like Gilda in that role. I think I she think was like great. fine. I've never thought she was like that great of an actress. I think she's really good in the first. But she's fine. I mean, she's got the physicality for it. Absolutely. Wonder Woman eighty four just sucks in general. Yeah, so, so like, bad. Yeah, it's hard to look <laughs> that with face value. Um, 
But yeah, just mm. nothing, nothing really. He- there were a lot of needle drops in this movie. I think that was my biggest takeaway. There, I can't too remember. many. Yeah, way too many. It was not as many as the suicide, or sorry, just Suicide Squad, but too many in general. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Yaya Abdul Mateen is just such wasted talent in this universe. Yeah, he's so goddamn good. Like Trial of Chicago Seven, he's not there a ton, but he's fantastic in it. Uh, if you've seen Candyman, he's really good in that. It's amazing in that, honestly um ambulance uh, ambulance he's in (laughs) for sure um he's better in the first one yeah which is crazy because i feel like he had so much more screen time in this one he did it's just everything he said was just like the most cliche villain thing ever i'm gonna kill aquaman and murder his family yeah he didn't do any of those things um sorry spoilers (laughs) but but I think this was a really good send off for this character. Maybe not the DCEU, but I think at least this character it wraps in a bow, um, which is which is nice from something that you know is the final um, piece to the puzzle in the DCEU. I guess like it's nice that they give a very good send off or a fine send off. I guess we'll talk about the very last line of this movie um, in a second. But Tyler, you were the lowest on it. Give us your Aquaman two thoughts. Yeah, I think the the thing i was most because I, I enjoyed the first aquaman the thing i was most excited for in this one is we got such a great nugget of yaya abdul mateen as, as his kind of origin story of what's going to make him really motivated to get after aquaman in that first movie and i remember that was the thing i took away the most out of the first movie i was like this is going to be so sick in the sequel when he's the main villain and their clash finally happens um i thought it was a little on the nose how they set it up but i was still like i love yaya abdul mateen i think this him versus jason jason momo is gonna be great but then we got there, and I was just shocked at the lack of Manta, the, the lack of Yaya Abdul Mateen. It's it's very similar to the Marvels, honestly, where we got like a, a taste of the villain early on, and then it's like, all right, for the next hour ten, you're not going to see this person at all. We'll bring him back in the third act, and I just didn't expect that from this movie, especially from the the trailer was basically like all Yaya Abdul Mateen narrating like what he's going to do and all this stuff, and there's some cool trailers with him saying he's going to you know like avenge his father. And we just didn't really get much of that. And what you get instead is kind of like this, you know, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy rekindling of a brotherhood between Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson. And it sounds like George is really high on Jason Momoa, Cam's in the middle, and I'm I'm the other end of the spectrum. I, I watched, I didn't care for Jason Momoa in this. I, I didn't like him at all. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be fine without him going forward. Patrick Wilson is great. He's fun. We don't really get much of him. I, I mean, I'll, I think he's really fun from like a I love Patrick Wilson standpoint. He got a couple funny little lines here and there, but it wasn't like a, a Patrick Wilson showcase by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the use of Mara was, I was really interested in how she, Amber Heard's character was going to be dealt with going in. Cause obviously we heard with a, when the whole Depp versus Heard thing was going down, we heard she was going to be completely taken out of this movie and then she was going to be put completely back in. And it seemed like it was a little spliced around, but ultimately she she worked well. I was surprised how much she was in it because I was kind of expecting the studio to completely axe her out, but I was pleasantly That's surprised with how much we got in her. Yeah, Mara, Mara is great. Um, So I, I was pleasantly surprised by that. And then the visuals, like any James Wan movie, I thought I thought they were great. I thought the visual effects, cinematography, I, this world. I mean, we knew from the very first Aquaman that, this underwater world is just incredible. And while I do prefer like Black Panther Wakanda forever to like this movie, I will say like it's just so much clearly better. The underwater scenes in the DC universe as opposed to the Marvel universe. It just really looks great. James Wan really did a great job there, but uh, yeah, it's just 
it was just a lot of just you know rekindling the brotherhood that obviously got strained from the first movie and uh we got a lot of that didn't care for it a ton mainly because i was just so excited to see manta and we just didn't get much of him and then the stakes just never really felt real there was also this like global warming slant they tried to do which just didn't really work well for me it just felt like it was kind of tacked in there like it just seemed like there's a lot of ideas this movie tried to throw together and i just don't really know if any of them really worked for me cohesively Uh, it just seemed a little tacked out like it almost seemed like a late edition thing that they're just like oh let's have nicole kidman say this line about how like we're destroying our own world and we gotta treat it better and type stuff i was like this i don't know if this is like originally in the screenplay. i I think this is the exact same movie as as black panther wakanda forever now that you mention it like (laughs) it's it's but you're you're right. They just they just kind of throw that in because it's Aquaman. Yeah. It's the water. Hey, climate change. Right. You know, that's that's yeah. they just yeah. Which I'm, I'm super mean. pro, like um, active being an active for climate change. But I I mean, it's one of those things that's like even if you're for a cause, you still want to see it done well in a movie. Yeah. And I don't think it does it well. But uh, it ends. We'll talk about. There's not like a ton of spoilers I personally want to talk about, but like the final scene is funny, and then the, the post credit scene. But uh, other than that. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a movie. I think it's perfectly summed up by saying, whatever you gave the first Aquaman, just minus a star. That's probably going to be where you're going to be for this one. It's yeah. a movie. You both said it's a movie. I mean, it's yeah, just it just is. That's how I felt walking out of it. I, was like, oh, that was no, I mean, that's it. You're not. I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, it's just a movie. Like, it, it was there. Go and give me the give me the spoiler tag, Mister Tyler. Yeah. Uh, just but it's like half of the plot revolves around Aquaman wanting to like wanting out. Oh, so I guess it's the first black Panther. It half the plot wanted Aquaman to like reveal, uh, Atlantis to the UN, um, to the rest of the world so they can stop climate change. Or in this case, it wasn't even climate change in this. Uh, it was, but it was like, what was the, what was the shit they had? Oh, oh, black oh. Man's it, 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 it ended with come. I know that. And I thought that was hilarious. Did it? Yeah, it was like Okia come or something. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I, the first they, when they said in the movie, the I was like, I was like, really? That's that's what we're going with. The MacGuffin of the movie, we'll call it, <laughs> um, was basically like destroying the whole planet, not just the sea or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just um, so starting off like going through Aquaman's all happy, right? And then this Black Manta is all mad, and he gets this old people <laughs> come, um, and then. Uh, he starts destroying the world <clears throat> and it's such a classic like second movie where Aquaman is the king and then they want to remove him as king I don't need that trope I feel like that happens quite often in movies and maybe I'm making that up in my own head I just don't need that trope where like in the second movie we're kind of reverting back to the like at the end of the first everyone was with yeah him. everyone's cheering they imply that like he is the king of Atlantis and then this one they're like well still half the boot people don't like <laughs> That's um, definitely a trope, and it is so annoying because like they are end on such a high, and then like in the second movie, they're like, in the last two years, everyone started hating me. It's like, yeah, you can you literally the save this, them. And then at the end of this movie, everyone's all high on him again, and it's like, well, are they going to revert back to it in <laughs> yeah. two years? Um, if this were getting another movie, so basically, like, yeah, half the half of Atlanta still hates him, doesn't want to, doesn't want to um, reveal themselves to to the United Nation, wants to just kill the surface world. Um, which hell yeah, man! More power to you. <laughs> do, do it. Uh, and then basically, uh, Aquaman has to break out his brother Orm, uh, played by Patrick Wilson, uh, in order to stop Black Manta. 
Um, and, and then it just becomes a nice little buddy cop movie. Um, but it's not a buddy cop movie that you're like super invested in. It's a buddy <laughs> cop movie that like you turn on um, and then watch on FX for <laughs> two hours while you're doing laundry and making dinner and stuff like that. Like it's not a buddy cop movie you sit down and watch. Um, I, I really like Patrick Wilson um, and he got shredded for that one scene unless that was like a body double. But shout out him where he stands shirtless for one scene. Um, really, really happy he got to do that. Um, <laughs> and, and and like Tyler or George mentioned earlier, at, at the very end of the movie, Black Manta steals the baby um, and is and is going to kill Aquaman's baby, which was that. Did he just do that because he wanted to, or did he need to sacrifice it? He, he needed, no, no, he like needed the, the, the blood. blood. Yeah, he needed the blood of the King Atlan's bloodline. <clears throat> okay. So, and like, and they needed like the end of the bloodline. So, like, the kid it needed been, to like, be the last piece. No, 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 no. Cause, cause then Aquaman gets punched and bleeds on the stone, and then the thing like unlocks. True. I thought there was like some lore in the early movie, or early part of the movie where like it said something about the end of the bloodline. That's why I wanted the kid. No, yeah, probably, it was it. probably just an easier target. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. and not, good movie trope. Yeah. Still not to sound like dark. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not to sound like dark as fuck. Wish he killed the kid. I was thinking he was going to. In comics, like, yeah, he does. I, yeah, I, and I, that's I what I'm saying. It. I wish they had the balls to do it. I really uh, do. Maybe if this franchise were continuing, but no, not not with it ending. You're not going to end with killing a kid. I know, or, uh, but or just or the dad, or the dad. Yeah, just yeah someone, someone could have died in there. That was the first thing that like I was thinking out of the theater. I'm like, damn, like someone should have fucking died. Like if, the, if this is your send off, also doesn't even really feel like a send off because the end of the movie is basically the end of Black Panther where they reveal themselves to the world. Like mm -hmm. that's a, that's the start of a massive plot line yeah. right there. No, <laughs> it's, the, it's the end of this. It's, it's, everyone's happy. They've solved the world peace. Apparently. <laughs> I am Aquaman. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the very end of the movie, he says, I am Aquaman. Very notable line from the first Iron Man. Uh, one of like the MCU's claim to fame. Awesome. All time line, all time way to end the DCEU. Just such a fuck just you. Just a major fuck you. How do you get approval to do that, man? How are how are you, David Zaslav or, or James Gunn? Um, even if they, I know they weren't like involved in this, but you gotta assume they saw it before it came out. How do they approve like that and be like, yeah, no, no, no one will notice that. That's fine. I mean Maybe they don't know what happened in Iron Man, but I feel like that's no. Like, they like, they know. Like they I know. Said, that's the MCU's claim to fame is the I am Iron Man scene. And that's like the big moment of like superhero <laughs> be known in this universe. Uh, like, wow, throwing that in as your final <laughs> line of the DCEU all time, uh, all time, man. Hilarious. I drop. love the names. I love the names in the comics of Aquaman because looking it up, like aqua baby is killed by a black manta in the comics aqua like baby. he would have been in this movie but doesn't and then black manta's kid in the comics is aqua lad and he becomes a, yep. a hero but just good <laughs> yeah. names there's aqua girl like just you know just what are, like they had an outline for it and they're like ah, i'm done with this comic i just need to fix these names and sort of place <laughs> at least like, I, like, at oh, least like spider man and spider woman and spider gwen like i feel like that kind of makes more sense yeah but if they have like, a if him and zendaya have a spider baby then i'll be like spider kid yeah spider like, kid call it something like miles morales is spider man and then yeah. then like i feel like they just all go to this spider name but they wouldn't i don't think they name their kids spider baby or something like yeah. that i don't know um 
but yeah, that, that's a good pull, Tyler. Also, if you've seen Young Justice, uh, shout out that show because Aqualad's in it. Good storyline. Good show. <laughs> eh, fine show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all we have to say about Aquaman. The The post credit scene is Patrick Wilson eating like a cockroach <laughs> or something. And Hilarious I, way to end the frame. That was I a funny thought, bit. Uh, I saw that on Twitter like two, two or three days ago, to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. I also saw that. The best line of the movie delivered by Yaya Abdul oh, behind, ma- behind a mask. You stole your brother's throne and then his wife, Aquaman. I'm, shame, shame on you. On, yeah, shame on you. Awesome. awesome. Terrible, terrible Dude, line. The writing of this movie was hilarious, man. It's- yeah God. and like like yeah. to, to the point earlier when george said about like the baby being stolen like if that's a spoiler like i was watching thursday night football and they had an aquaman trailer and it was just the whole movie because like the t- trailers kept going and going and then like, finally it was like he, he stole my son and then it shows him like stealing i'm like this happened like with 30 minutes left this is <laughs> yeah. showing the whole movie in this trailer they they showed the aquaman 2 trailer before my screening oh really <laughs> in the movie me that's i was awesome. with i was with victoria and my <laughs> you're, sister you're, and they immediately looked at me and goes, are we in the right theater right now? <laughs> you're, you're sitting there thinking, man, we should go see that thing. <laughs> awesome. Good Real pull. quick before we end, where, where does this officially rank? In, in the 16 DCEU movies, where is this see. land for you? We don't have to go through a whole my, ranking, but it's like what 10. number? It is my 10th. I did between what and yesterday. what? We'll say the number in between uh, what and what. Oh, for goodness. me, it's number 11 for me between Birds of Prey, higher, Black Adam, lower. Okay. Give me give me a sec. I got to pull up my... my um my list right now because i just yeah. i just made it yesterday it is uh, it is nine for me birds of prey at eight and then i have shazam two at ten where do you have birds of prey tyler ten yeah okay i have it at eight as well george i thought we were all on the nice. on the eight train on the uh, nose aquaman is 10 for me right right above it is is uh, batman v superman dawn of justice and then right below it is shazam fury of the gods i don't have a single uh no that's a stupid point never mind ignore me please never mind. i was gonna say i don't have a single three and a half in the dceu but i have a bunch <laughs> i don't know what i was looking at i thought i saw four um but yeah the it, the, um oh yeah i guess what oh, we didn't say our scores did we i I, I gave mine tyler i gave a two, a two star five. Yeah, yeah tyler I, was a two out of five georgia three uh, out of five myself a 59 out of 100 um one one what was I going to say? There was one more point I wanted to make, but it doesn't matter. Um, if you enjoyed this movie, great. I, I'm very happy for you. If you didn't, I'm sorry. Um, but it's just, I don't think this thing will have any cultural significance in like one year. People are going to forget this thing. A came month. Out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll forget about this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that, even that, man. Like, we're, I'm going to listen to this review on uh, on Monday and, and be like, wow, I can't forgot run. forgot i saw oh, that <laughs> yeah box office real quick it's supposed to arrive at a 40 million four day uh opening um and it's it's not very good it's lower than it's lower than the flash it's lower than uh, uh marvels. the marvels um it's gonna limp out like the dceu um probably should it's almost poetic but <laughs> we don't have we don't have uh... official, we don't have a si- official box office numbers uh, but Wonka made 31 million in the second weekend. So shout out Wonka. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Uh, moving on to, to the old rebel moon. I'm going to stall for two seconds to pull up the synopsis. Okay. When a colony on the edge of the galaxy finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyr- tyrannical, I didn't even know that was a word, regent bullet Balisaris. 
please help if I pronounce that right. They dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand. Um, obviously directed by Zack Snyder was his big, uh, he made a Disney, uh, no, he made a star Wars movie. Um, they said, no, he pitched it to Netflix, uh, just as a, like, as a new, uh, movie. Um, and it's it's just Star Wars. But George, resident Zack Snyder fan, <laughs> take us away. Rebel oh, Rock released on Netflix this week. Everyone loves it, man. It's getting great. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. This is so... Ah, I don't want to be here right now. Um, nah, this was just the most annoying experience, the most frustrating watch just knowing that they've admitted to a Snyder cut, that they've told us that the actual that that this release that we got is not the actual movie is just like the most infuriating thing because the entire time I'm watching Rebel Moon, I'm thinking like, damn, like that it just felt underdeveloped. That scene felt half-assed. Everything just felt like it was so choppy and it truly did feel like the first draft of something like and it's annoying to know that like there is this Snyder cut out there and I hope for the sake of just not making this like a thing going forward I hope no one tweets like release the Rebel Moon Snyder cut I hope no one is a part of that bandwagon because I want that to fail I want it to fail so badly because I'm so mad that they didn't just drop that cut immediately. And I'm not saying that that cut is going to be like wildly different the way like Justice League is to Zack Snyder's Justice League um, or wildly better. Um, but it's just annoying to know that like we could have had like a three hour cut of this movie that like could have filled in some of the loose ends, could have filled in some of these gaping holes in this movie. Um, my biggest problem was just I just did not care. The only character whose name I remember is Korra. And the only reason I remember it is because they said it 650 times. Um, but other than that, there was no one else who I like really cared about. Charlie Hunman, or whatever his last name is, I thought he was just like brutally underused. I thought every other character was just underdeveloped. There was like an Irish accent for no reason. Yeah, that was the, it, the, it the was so so off putting every time he opened his mouth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's just my biggest problem with this movie. It just it felt so half assed and it truly felt like they have this three, four hour cut of the movie and then they went in and they just stripped it of like scenes here and there so that the end product of what we got just looked like or just felt like this like combination of scenes that just don't flow properly together. Um, and it's just very, it's very annoying. It's very annoying just knowing that this Snyder cut is out there. Um, I will always praise Zack Snyder's like I, I, that's just something I'm attracted to. I know it's very polarizing. I know I'm, I'm sure you guys don't love it as much as I do or even like it. Um, but I, I like his aesthetic. I like his dark color grading. I like his use of slow-mo. I think it's, I, I just think it's cool. I don't know what it is about it. I just, I just enjoy that he has this like very unique and distinct style. Um, I just think it makes for a very unique and distinct experience. Um, I'm also a science fiction guy. So I ended up with a two and a half out of five stars. Even I'll admit that that's probably a bit high, um, but that's my science fiction Zack Snyder bias. I love being introduced to new worlds. 
I love being introduced to new characters. Um, again, I just, I just wish that everything was developed more. That's my biggest problem with this movie. It just felt, and I'll say it time and time again, it just felt half-assed. It felt like the first draft of something, um, something that could have been potentially truly great. Um, but yeah, I ended up with a two and a half out of five. I weirdly want to rewatch it um, just to like really see how pissed off it'll make me. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my quick non-spoiler thoughts of Rebel Moon. All sad, right. sad. All righty, Seth, we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, I guess you gave your thoughts already. Yeah, I mean, I gave my my more into detail. I gave my my initial kind of review because obviously I wasn't in Bargain then. So like thoughts remain the same. Some of George, half baked, uh, derivative, um, pointless, rushed character introductions that offer nothing in terms of emotional stakes or emotional Oop. complexity don't remember any of the names for any of the characters same as what george said it's it's so evident that this wasn't made to be the film which i just find absolutely pointless why they released this cut in general because you get the character introductions you get the characters you know doing this big sacrifice whatever it might be in terms of their um their their project but then you don't actually you don't get to know the characters at all you know barely any of them say anything barely any of them you know the background you get one weird sequence of introduction that is just so rushed and then it moves from that narrative point to the next one uh let's add in a, a slow-mo fight scene and i, I quite like Zack snyder's eye for action as well i i don't really this, the slow-mo for me gets a bit much at times um i do think that some of the fight scenes in particular um could have been a lot cooler without um or, or just with with less so just because it, it gets kind of grainy for me but I, I actually quite like Zack Snyder's visual style i think there are a few shots in this that are good um and he clearly has an eye for direction as we've seen many many times before but for me as far as the story goes it's so lackluster um I, I like to be introduced to the new world for the first 20 minutes um and then it just kind of falls under the pitfall of every generic sci-fi whilst also being very derivative of uh, many of the projects obviously particularly new hope which is you know, derivative or inspiration, whatever, but it's very much there. Um, and it really falls under that category as well. Obviously, it was pitched as a Star Wars film, so it kind of makes sense. But it, it just can't stand its own for two feet. And it, the biggest like complaint I have about this film is it's just fucking, it's just pointless. Like, it's, it's not a film. It's not It's not the full project. It's not Zack Snyder's vision. It's, it's not the vision of where the story wants to go. And if they want to make this into a universe of, you know, they're making a video game, that was obviously confirmed, they're making a video game about this, they're making... A comic book you know they mentioned all this when i went to to, to the premiere as well obviously deborah and zach were both speaking about it and if they want to make this into like a huge universe they can't be doing this because a it'll put a, a, a really bad light into people's eyes and b people just won't go and see the film it won't make any money because they'll think oh the actual film is going to be coming out in two months i'll just wait for that okay great you're losing money on, on theatrical release there so yeah i just think it's kind of a pointless film um the moments i liked you know i, I do quite like Zack films that i've seen admittedly um but overall just 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 pointless and, and, and kind of boring is this uh, do we know if this like snyder cut is going to release before part two do we even know I, that i, I don't yeah. think we have it's a, not like we... a this is not like a like snyder cut that's going to trend online and then they're going to be forced to release it they're like they already are planning to release that and i'm pretty sure it's in the next like couple of months it's just so like the cool. dumbest thing ever yeah, it's, it's like just... everyone knows it no one's gonna go and watch because it's like oh well, just that's my, that one. That's my biggest frustration. Like, it, it. yeah, if anything, this is just pissing everyone off. 
piss yeah, me I, off. But it's not going to, man. And my problem is, like, people are going to see the full cut and be like, man, they should have let Snyder cook. And that's, that's, like, what they want. And they're going to get it from a general audience. Like, yeah. not from they're us. They're losing or, money with that, though. Like, it just makes I don't no think they are, because I don't think most people know. Like, in the grand scheme of movie watchers, like, most people don't know that they're going to release a three-hour or a four-hour cut, whatever it may be on netflix in like two three months or whenever they do um and maybe it's not that uh soon but like it's going to happen and it's going to be a manufactured like release the snyder cut and it's just just so annoying man it's just just that that's as if i didn't like this movie i probably would have given it a two and a half um but the fact that i i really (laughs) i didn't like it and that's gonna happen i just i brought it down a half star and brought it down to my ratings a little bit because it, yeah it's petty but it's that's annoying and that's stupid uh tyler your thoughts yeah just the whole snyder cut thing's frustrating because the point of the original snyder cut was that someone else took over his movie it was like a, he, yeah, like it's he sure it's a director's a cut like it's extended but like it was someone else's movie that now is his movie. and he had a tragic event that happened like his daughter died which is extremely right. sad and my heart goes out goes out to him uh for that but like yeah, like you said, someone took over. This there was a, re- there was a reason no that one took this, is, this over. There was a re- there was an accidental cause that you know couldn't have been changed, and someone took over his film. For this one, is literally a manufactured error mm-hmm. on their part. Like it's so stupid. So yeah, dumb. and it's just it, it's dumb because you know they were trying to capitalize on the hype because this Netflix had tons of movies this year, even like Maestro that had like a full month in limited theaters for coming out. This didn't. So that you're telling me it's just another 45 minutes to an hour of hard drive space on Netflix's massive servers. So there's no need to make a shorter movie to be palatable to audiences. For at first, a few months ago, when we heard the news there's gonna be two cuts, and they said one's PG-13, one's R. I thought, you know, I don't like that, but I thought, oh, they're trying to make a same. huge universe, so they're gonna have a PG-13 yeah. and R at the same time, so then as much people as possible can see it, so they can make this their huge thing. I didn't I think know, it was like gonna end up being this. I didn't even know yeah. until like a couple days before it came out that I was like, oh, the three-hour cut's not coming out like today. I literally thought it was like. On purpose, they're gonna have an R and PG thirteen because, like, we want as many people to so see this as possible difference. to yeah. be massive. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, yeah, per- studios do this all the time, producers do this all the time. But Zack Snyder's not innocent. This, like, obviously, if, if the Snyder cut scarred him that much, he wouldn't have agreed to do this. He's not a starving director out there right now. And it, again, it's Netflix where this is on streaming, where it's just a, a movie being uploaded to the server. So if, if it was really that big of a deal for him to have his director's cut released immediately. I guarantee negotiations wouldn't last longer than a day from to finally be like, nope, final straw. Like I need the full cut release. It's literally just an hour more of content uploaded to their server that has millions of hours of content on it. I don't understand it. I think they completely misread the room with it. And yeah, we'll see because it just makes such for such a bad first movie that then we're going to have to get the director's cut. I, I just don't think they understood what the hype was and the cultural zeitgeist that was a Snyder cut. And it's something that can't be replicated, and it's not going to be replicated. But we'll see how it goes. Um, we get part two coming soon. But for my thoughts on the movie as a whole, I think even more than more so than most, I really love the visual filmmaking in this. I thought it was like gorgeous. I've seen a lot of people hate on the visual effects and the slow-mo. I can get the slow-mo being super tiresome, but the visual effects, at least for me, I, I maybe it was just like maybe my TV's not 4K Ultra HD enough, but I was like, I didn't have any issues with that. I thought this movie was pretty beautiful from beginning to end. I, I really enjoyed it visually. That's pretty much where the the praise ends. I just thought it was ultimately pretty dry, lifeless, and uninteresting. And obviously, when you're kind of having a the planet they have that has to become rebellious based on how they're being treated by like the empire, like, yeah, like I don't mean it's like a dry planet in terms of that, because obviously they're supposed to be, you know, 
down in the dumps and like okay like our life sucks we want to get better i mean just like the film itself and storytelling was dry lifeless and uninteresting um the characters were the biggest problem and i feel like people are going to argue this but and, and i like them in a lot of projects like sophia batella charlie hunnam um ray fisher jimon hansu i think they're great in a lot of projects but nothing. there's no star power here and you can say the force awakens didn't have star power either with a-list actors and you'd pr- be right at the time they weren't mainstays but it's star wars ip you have the ip to be- bounce off and of. they all became the they were all, but these people are sorry to cut you off these people are already established in hollywood and they're not mm-hmm. star powers like ray right uh, adam drive or sorry um is Ray? Uh, I don't even know who Ray is. To be honest, is he like a uh, big... Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley. She's not super established, and she didn't like make it super. Oh, big. Okay. You know, she's got Star Wars. But John Boyega and and Adam Driver, they're stars mm-hmm. in in their own right now. Like Adam Driver, mm-hmm. especially, and then John Boyega's in a lot of good things. Um, like they've become stars from that. I don't. Yeah, think and that's because like the box out. Like I mean, it's just such massive IP it can lift people up. The Star Wars name. You really needed. Yeah, exactly. The Star Wars name. You really needed to go all in yeah. and get a bankable star for this. And I'm all for you know new faces in Hollywood getting their shot. But if you're trying to build up this, like like Seth said, comic books, video games, multiple movies, probably like ideally, I bet Zack Snyder's a master plan of spinoffs and like he wants to make this a massive thing. They're making yeah, a they, bankable they, thought. Yeah. When they sorry to cut in Tyler, when they when they when they did the kind of like the speech when we went to the premiere. They made they stressed how big they want this to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's for them, it is literally like a next like Star Wars variation where there's games, there's comic books, uh, there's TV shows. They want to make this, you know, the next thing. I think I think um Deborah Snyder mentioned they want to have, you know, they want this to be like the, the thing the kids grew up with, like how mm-hmm. Cam grew up with Star Wars, for example. They want this to be this thing. And I it needs that that powerhouse, that drive. And just to just to mention what you were saying, Tyler. I actually checked this earlier because I, I saw this tweet. You know, on the visual side of things. The just to weigh in on this, when I watched it when I was at the event, I'll be honest, it looked significantly worse than on my TV. Like, genuinely, you know what you just said about how mm-hmm. it actually, you know, when it's on a big screen, there are parts where it's like it, the, the effects look a little bit stale and bland and also not very well done. So, that might also be, be maybe why. that's why they didn't do the theatrical release. So, like, let's keep this on people's 50. I, I agree with you, though. I, do, I don't think it was like visually, I think there were much more positives than negatives visually anyway Mm -hmm. yeah and that was enough to keep me interested but you know core is the main character in this franchise sophia batella like i I enjoyed her i can't was it the first kingsman yeah i think it was the first kingsman she was in she was very i enjoyed her in that but haven't seen her in a ton and man she was just a pretty lifeless character for me that i just didn't care about and the fact that you really have to bank this whole thing on her shoulders with a couple supporting cast members who are best known for maybe a tv show from 10 years ago that daz loved like I, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with dad that shows, that but let's be honest: the, the target audience—if you average everyone who loves the show—it's probably average in the 30s or so for average age. Um, but valid, valid. It's just there's no star power here, and I think that's what's going to kill the franchise ultimately. Um, really, really boneheaded decision for the Snyder cut, and I will say the positives, like I said, visual filmmaking. But um, Admiral Atticus, uh, what's his last name? Uh, but played by Ed Screen. Uh, I don't think I'd seen anything Ed Screen's in, but I actually really enjoyed that character. He's like the only character I was like, I like when he's on my screen. I was interested in him. And I, I think he did he really well him. with the role he was given. Like he was yeah. demanding. He had a kind of presence. Um, mm-hmm. and he did well in that role of power and being that the asshole. That yeah. You never know when they're a snap. He but did. He did. Yeah. D- I, that's just the thing about the Snyder Cut, man. It's just, I don't know if this gave me enough to be at that excited for a Snyder Cut. Justice yeah, League. It was a completely different movie. So I was like, I want to see what he, Snyder has, not because 
he's going to edit the movie differently. It's going to be a totally different movie. Like this is just going to be an extended edition of what we're seeing, which is what a normal director's cut is. But yeah, usually director's cuts are, you have a full finished movie and then you have a couple things more fleshed out that aren't really going to impact the story. So when Zack Snyder says things like his cut of this movie is a completely different universe, that's just sending alarm bells off my head. That like, what are we doing with this franchise here? But two star for me, Again, the visuals were pretty much carrying the whole thing, but this is so boring, man. Just so lifeless and dull. And yeah, yeah. Ugh. I uh, I gave it a forty-four out of a hundred, two two out of five stars. Um, definitely frustrated by the Snyder cut thing, and that that just, to me is just screaming like, and and we don't need to keep hitting the nail on the head, but just screaming like corporate greed, honestly, to double dip into this universe just for one movie. Like you, I understand going back to the universe, creating a franchise. I'm, I, I'm the biggest franchise guy on this podcast. I'll never get mad <laughs> about a franchise by any means. Um, but just like the idea that you're going to release the same movie and claim it's a different one and say it's a different universe, like then just call it, you know, Rebel Moon Part 2, like and then make the third one Part 3 or the next one Part 3. Um, and I'm reading a, a nice Forbes uh article about it so so it's getting out there that rebel moon will suffer because of netflix obvious snyder cut stunt um yeah hell yeah more power to you forbes on that one um outside of that i don't know i'm, I'm a I, maybe i'm a Zack snyder hater and, and he seems like a really really nice guy so i i should not be um but i just i i can't keep up with this slow-mo man i'm glad it doesn't bother you guys well they need to slow it down more for you can't keep up with it i guess yeah i I just i can't get behind the slow-mo i should say um and i'm glad it doesn't bother you guys as much but it's just infuriating to me every time it's it's an action scene a lot of times but sometimes it's not an action scene it's just people like sitting and like the snow falling and stuff and my dog's being a real menace right now hey relax stop that um but it's just too much and it's all the time and soups asked him about it like there's a lot of slow-mo in this and he's like yeah you gotta gotta pick the pick the times with it no man you just you just throw it in he just (laughs) does like there's no way all this is methodical and he's like yeah this makes it better i just don't believe it (laughs) i'm maybe i'm negative it's just frustrating um there's like an exact scene and i i said it in my review there's an exact binary sunset scene with uh cora um in this movie uh where but she's just looking at a giant moon versus a binary sunset like it's the exact it ripped straight from and um and that's just my like star wars bias in me to be like upset about it but like you said seth there's a moment where they like go into a bar and there's a bunch of like weird creatures again it's a it's a new hope it's uh Return of the Jedi. It's all of them. It's it, that's like Star Wars's thing. Um, is walking into that cantina for the first time and you meeting all these characters. Um, and I'm I'm not saying you can't do it, but just the way that this was pitched as a Star Wars movie and then it's a get back at Disney for not allowing it um, is one of those things where you're like, well, clearly here here it is. Um, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins opens this movie with a monologue that I swear is ripped straight from uh, <laughs> the last night. Uh, it's just the exact same thing, I think. Um, and then in the last night, he gets blown up by some st- by some transformer. So bummer that he doesn't get that in this movie, I guess. Echo, what do you do? And we Dog's didn't like, even talk about how the movie opens with the vagina ripple in the the universe. Yeah. yeah <laughs> also, you can you can see like how this is supposed to be R rated. 
um, where a lot of this is like a lot of it is talking about um, uh, like you you want to find a lover right like find a lover tonight or whatever and, and so I understand like how this could be R-rated like going from that um, to just full frontal sex or whatever it may be um, but it's just and therefore it feels kind of half-assed because it feels like they're just you know half doing it uh, but just go full on to the R-rated man and I understand wanting it to be a franchise for kids but I think you could start a franchise at R rating. I don't know. Like, not every franchise has to start with kids. You could be 20 and enjoy a franchise, you know? Um, and also, kids these days, they're watching R-rated movies. Maybe not all of them, but there are a good amount of kids that are getting on Netflix and watching an R-rated movie at, like, 15 or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Couldn't get behind it. Didn't care for the characters. We can go into spoilers now. Um, Is there even spoilers this movie? Yeah, there's just... Uh, you could guess the I mean, whole thing. Guess the whole thing, but there are spoilers, I guess. Like, but um, getting into it a little bit, like they're just basically traveling to the the mother world. Um, is this is this world is this movie's uh um Death Star, <laughs> which is I like mean, the most kindergarten thing to name it, Mother World. Like, I feel <laughs> like he Zack Snyder walked into a class of kindergartners and he's like, "Hey guys, I got this really big, big bad." World big empire that i need a name for and some little kids like oh, the mother planet or whatever the fuck it was called it's like I what ari belief, aster would name it i have a belief that like that, that zack snyder was like mother box in dc i'm just <laughs> i'm just gonna take that we'll do mother world it'll be the same thing um but yeah cora's character she goes to a bunch of different uh are they planets yeah they're different yeah planets, yeah, yeah planets all different planets she finds uh charlie hunnam's character kai um to find uh gunner right or or no she's with gunner uh michael cuseman is that uh he's from game of thrones no he was no. um uh no it's um fuck haunting of hill house yes yes yeah i saw that and i was like hell yeah at uh, first uh, it was the beard i was like who the fuck is this guy and then i was like oh, oh hill house yeah. dude okay yeah. Which is weird. Oh, yeah. See, I, like I, I haven't seen him in much, but like seeing him in a more physical role, like at, at, from yeah, knowing right. him just from Hill House, was odd. Do you not um, remember him in him in um, Game of Thrones, George? Was he in Game? Oh, he, so played... he was the guy who was. The... It's funny. Actually, he was right? recat. He played Dario Naharis, right? Both of them were in it. Both of them were in it. Both of the the first guy who played Dario and this and him, they're both in the film because the other who guy was the is... first guy. Um, oh, let me find him. He's some guy with long hair. I can't remember what his name is. I'll get it up. Just carry on. But I yeah, will say I will say to, to to praise Rebel Moon just a little bit outside of like the visuals. I like Korra he's as the, a character. Uh, he's the bad guy, Seth. He's the bad guy. Scar or uh oh, is Scar. It him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George. Guy, so he's he's the guy from Deadpool. Dario Naharis. Yeah, um, Deadpool, I knew he was. They're from. both in it. That's interesting. Man, yeah, 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 I didn't even realize that. I didn't peep that. Uh, that I didn't uh, know Michael he was Houston someone was, told me after I was like, oh shit. I, I didn't know he was the OG Dario Naharis, but Cora yeah, again Ed, to Ed Scrine. Ed Scrine sounds like a villain name. Yeah, that sounds like a bad person's name. Cool. Um, I like the character of Cora. I think she's the only one that they like took their time with, which makes sense because like this whole yeah, franchise is going to be on her, her shoulders. Um, her backstory though was just like. They gave her the. They gave her the. Just uh, the most like cliche trope-ridden backstory of like, oh, baby kidnapped, 
trained yeah. into an elite warrior to do bad and now she's like part of the revolution it, it's it's literally just like you didn't you you could have told me that she was stolen as a child and i could have written the remainder of that story i, I knew exactly where they were taking it um i'm trying to pull it up right now they gave her the um like the uh fury uh brad pitt haircut in yeah <laughs> yeah so so here we go didn't even do she looked like two different people with that haircut yeah. i swear to god yeah, yeah, she did she looked like two completely different people um <laughs> he gave her this haircut yeah her dirty with <laughs> this one in her backstory man yeah exact same that's haircut. a fire haircut loki yeah right and fury's a good movie um but no i i enjoyed her as a character it was just every character around her is just who i had a problem with um i don't know about you guys i didn't see the charlie hunman twist Hunman. coming oh i don't know what his no, last name is I didn't. I didn't. but I... Uh, yeah but it also like it didn't surprise me when it happened i was like oh yeah. i was like it okay it would have been him yeah like that or anyone yeah, yeah yeah if it were anyone like uh, like yeah. that makes sense like, it's always the one they... that's going to be closest to the main character and have these like conversations in the middle yeah and they put like obvious obvious focus on him to make you like surprised but even if you were surprised you also yeah surprised. and it's also one of those things where like they're like oh you, you're always a smuggler and a criminal you know you're always <laughs> yeah, a criminal yeah, yeah. And you never change whatever, character, you know it's such, such a basic, basic thing like make character. the make the like um ed uh michael Hughesman gunner character make him turn on him why not you know like just do something a little different yeah. but, um just don't have the balls oh god I, what did you what, what what did you guys think of the action sequences at least Slow i i liked the <laughs> i like the first one the one where, the, Cora... the one where she's fighting oh, yeah. the guys like yeah yeah yeah. yeah i like that i actually did like that one because it was quite cool but oh, god it's just so much slow in my mind but i think yeah i actually like some of the shots I think are cool. I just don't know if that much slow-mo works for me. But I did like the first one. There was another one. I liked the one where they fought. Um, the spider one was kind of cool. The spider one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. They fought that. I thought that, that was, was cool. cool. Well. I just, I yeah, yeah. did the the big climactic battle at the end with Korra and the bad dude. I did not care for. Yeah, no, I, not at all. It I was like, it was the most anti. Character. Yeah, it was just, it, not even that I didn't care about the characters. It was just the most like, okay, this is happening now type fight and i was like oh okay we're doing this right now okay that doesn't really feel like, like it doesn't feel it, it didn't feel like cora earned that fight it was like my reaction to the last fight in wakanda forever it was a similar reaction where it was like it just came up and i was like oh yeah like it just it just it was just there and i was like yeah. okay like right after charlie hunman's character uh betrayed them they escape and now they're fighting everyone i thought that like i checked the time on the movie and i was like oh there's only like 15 20 minutes left like yeah. we're nearing like some climax and i was like yeah, yeah this feels like the middle portion of a movie and then everything unfolds and you have cora and the bad guy on top of like that whatever scaffolding shit or whatever you want to call it and i was like oh okay we're doing this right now like this is this is where we're having the big final battle of this movie and it just did not feel like rewarding it feels like chorus character just needed to go through more to to have earned that fight and it just i don't know then that just plays to the whole snyder cut this cut feeling ridiculously underdeveloped yeah 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 it, it... 
I don't know. It's a too much slow-mo for me. I've already mentioned that, so I don't want to keep hitting it. I, I, I've been too rude to like Zack Snyder on this one. I do think the movie looks really great, and I think he's fantastic at like making these worlds look really good. Um, but I think I, I just I don't love the writing in in most of his movies, and I think I think if um, that got a little bit better, we'd I'd be um, a lot a lot happier. Um, but I do you know think why you don't love the movie, Tom? Do you know why you don't love the writing? Yeah. Uh, why? Because it's related. It was um, influenced by Seven Samurai, and you're just not there. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's very classic. Uh, just like people losing their minds online. Uh, um, I, I love, I love Snyder defenders. I love my comments them. have been because my like review went like, "Got started getting views again." Because obviously the, the actual film released, mm. and my comments have been hideous. Like some right. of the comments are wild. My man. comment, they they wild. they've been fucking funny. They've been yeah. people are like, oh, not one in yours, George. Like, name one better sci-fi. Yeah, movie that was the funniest shit. Like, name a better sci-fi movie. And then some dude commented like fourteen times, just naming fourteen different it. movies. And he yeah. put in like M Night's The Happening, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, just, comments yeah. have been jokes. People have yeah. commenting on my vid like, damn. Even if the biggest Snyder meat rider isn't loving Rebel Moon, that's how you know it sucks. And I was like, shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like just- his. Is this my reputation? Yeah, it's just not amazing. Um, we don't have to talk it too much. I'm sure we'll talk it again when the Snyder Cut releases, of course. But I wish we didn't have to. Like, I wish we could have skipped this movie, you know, in the sense that we could have just gone right to the Snyder Cut and it wouldn't. But, we, you know, we have to talk it, which is fine. We're, I'm fine with watching it. I just. Um, when that's like, that's the annoying out. thing. Like, I don't want to watch the Snyder. Like, I love Zack Snyder. I hope Netflix suffers because of this. Like, I hope no one tunes in to watch the Snyder Cut. I hope no one tweets, hashtag, release the Rebel Moon Snyder Cut. When do you think it'll come out? This is me off. When do you think it'll... I guess it's not in the next couple months, but I do think it'll... Well, Part 2 comes out in, like, April, right? Yeah, it comes out in March, the next one, now. Is it really? I thought it was late 2020. Yeah, if you watch the the trailer again, there are so many things in the trailer that weren't in this movie. Mm -hmm. What? The first trailer, like, the first trailer to Rebel Moon. They, They filmed it as two movies, which I love. Like I, yeah, I, like I, really I could get behind that so heavily if they, oh. if there's like the of, of it being a another yeah, rebel cut rebel or the rebel cut we'll call it. Um, so are we not even going to get the the extended version? I mean, I we have not. to. I wonder fucking... if they give us like the extended version of both one and two, and it's like, oh, you can pick watch regular version or extended version but also again that's just corporate greed fuck you for double dipping they will i guess i, I can see will. it i can see I it i know that's crazy and, yeah uh, i don't know it's fuck. got 23 percent on rotten tomatoes it's not being well received by people outside of uh snyder fans, <laughs> snyder it fans. Feels like um and and if you are a snyder fan that's totally fine In, enjoy it um, thanks thanks Tim. Gl- yeah i'm glad you like him uh he, he's a very nice person from everything i see so um probably shouldn't be like shitting on him like that but uh we'll move on unless you guys have anything else to say two out of five from uh, seth tyler and i and then uh Ed george was a two and a half i was 44 out of 100 uh moving on to maestro 
did everyone Ooh. see this? I watched it. I watched it. Mm-hmm. I mean, George, you watched ages ago, didn't you? The new, oh, uh, did everyone see it before me? Yeah, fuck me, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I saw the film festival in October. Same. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, it a month ago in theaters. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, get, cool. get rocked. <laughs> yeah, fuck. fuck. <laughs> get more followers, buddy. Get ready. <laughs> get ready to learn Netflix. I mean, we, we did pay to go for the festival. Yeah, I yeah I paid yeah, I for the festival. I was not invited to this. I wasn't invited to this shit. Um. But Maestro released, so I guess I'll just keep talking. Maestro released um, this week on Netflix, but it, it did get a uh, it did get a wider release or a, a limited release in theaters. Yeah. Um, on the verge of it, of sc- securing a golden opportunity, American conductor Leonard Bernstein begins a tumultuous relationship with actress Felicia. Oh gosh, I don't know her last name. Montalegre. Montalegre. Thank you. Appreciate that. This nice. guy. This guy can pronunciate i appreciate guys it. got it um carrie mulligan bradley cooper obviously directed by bradley cooper uh produced by todd phillips martin scorsese uh, a lot of people involved in this one um netflix released uh it's like bradley cooper's not magnum opus but like it's his passion project project this is his big claimed fame he wants the oscar he wants the eagles to win the super bowl more but on their three game <laughs> losing streak i think he's hoping for the Oscar at this point. Um, so so we'll see about that. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes opening to mostly good reviews, but I think from what I've seen um, from a lot of film Twitter, it's not being received as well. People are saying like Bradley Cooper should be nominated for Rocket Raccoon rather than this, <laughs> um, which that's just funny. My opinion on this movie is very well directed. I think Bradley Cooper is a good director. Uh, Carrie Mulligan was a standout for me. Uh, I think she's absolutely fantastic. I really like her as a as an actress um, in general. Uh, Bradley Cooper was very good. Don't get me wrong. I think he, he actually I I would say he's great. I think he's good enough for a, a Oscar nomination. Um, but I, I I don't think he's better than Killian Murphy. Um, probably I I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon. I gotta assume uh, uh, Leo's probably better. I don't know. Maybe you guys agree or disagree. I'd, I'd uh, correct right. assumption. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are some other um, there's some other performances I'm not thinking right now, uh, but yeah, I think I think he did a really good job, and I, I I appreciate the technical aspect of this. I think it looks amazing. I think it's directed really well. Um, the music's obviously very good. Uh, like I said in my letterbox review, if it weren't very good, they probably wouldn't make a movie about him uh, if he were just a very okay composer. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I think this movie is just <laughs> extremely boring. Um, and again, I said this in my review, this might be the most like MCU take of mine, but like I, I was, I felt like a dull piece of work to get through and felt like a, a pain to get through. It felt six hours long. Um, it's not a movie I would ever recommend to someone who watches like 15 movies a year. Um, it's not a movie. I Emma, wa- Emma, I think would watch like 15 movies a year if she weren't married to me, but I probably force her to watch much more. Um, huh? She doesn't even know if she hits 15 now. <laughs> um, but I would never recommend this movie to her. Like, this is a two and a half hour movie. That is, I, just really, I think it's on like 210, honestly. It feels long. 210. Yeah. No, it's just longer, a bore yeah. to get through, in my opinion. And it just it doesn't have anything powerful enough. Like, I just watched Amadeus uh, um, a little while ago. Like, that had some power behind it, it had some impact to get through. And it was. Um, also on top of the music being amazing, it had some actual like heart and soul, um, that made me care about it a lot more than this. Um, 
but those are my general thoughts. You guys can give yours. Um, we'll start with Tyler. I don't know how much you guys talked about this when you saw it, but just. I think we all saw it like seven like times. So yeah. it's like we all yeah, touched we, on we, it one week after another for a couple of weeks, but yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't have too much to say here. I think the direction is fantastic. If Bradley Cooper finally gets his first Oscar this year, I'd be much happier be for direction as opposed to acting. I still like a lot yeah, of directors more than him this year, but I think between directing and acting, I think the direction is what definitely excels here between the two from Bradley Cooper. I just think it was really safe biopic and that, that's a trap. A lot of biopics can fall into where it just ends up being a very paint by numbers, highlights of their life and i feel like we never really got the meat of leonard bernstein in this movie especially because you get like flavors and hints of his relationships with some of some of his uh what's it called like when you're like the like you know pupils i guess like you get some hints of those that he has some like relationships with some of his pupils while like kind of going behind the back of his wife but it never really cuts into that enough to make it interesting or like a cutting searing biopic which makes sense seeing as you know obviously the family is very involved with the making of this so you're not going to go full on just paint him in a super negative light, but I just feel like there's, it gave us a hint of things that maybe we could get some teeth into this movie. We just never got it. Uh, Carrie Mulligan's a standout by a mile though. She's clearly the best. And Bradley Cooper's like, finally, it's what it's a performance that he wouldn't be in my top five for the year for an actor nom. But if he gets nominated, like it's not like so egregiously bad. Where I'm like, Oh, this is so stupid. Like it's, yeah. it's fine or whatever it is. And um, yeah, it was, it was a bore. I remember when this initially came out, like getting this festival releases, people were like, Oh, the conducting scenes are so powerful and amazing. And yeah, they were cool. But I think maybe I was hyped up a little too much where I was like, that's really all it was. Like I wasn't like, I saw some tweets of people being like my theater st stood up and cheered when the conducting scene hit his crescendo. I was like, eh, it just didn't hit that for me whatsoever. But like I said, Mulligan is, is fantastic in this. Uh, like Cam mentioned, it's being received well, but by film Twitter and more people in the critics sphere, they're a lot more lukewarm on it, like the 2.5 to 3 range. So it's probably going to hurt her chances. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is great. I do think yeah, of anything tactical or acting wise, this movie, she's, she's a shining light. But ultimately, there's just a lot here that seemed like they had an opportunity to make a really strong biopic that they just played it a little safe. I think he directed the hell out of it and really is, again, I don't know how much of my bias is being influenced by his Oscar campaign and how we how much we know about Bradley Cooper trying to really push for this Oscar. Maybe that's kind of giving me a negative light, making it feel like this movie was a little more cynical than maybe it actually was. But just because of what you know from him on outside the movie, maybe my influences on the movie itself make me, make me view it as a little more negatively connotated than it otherwise would have but uh, it's it's fine movie i think it's a letdown from a star is born i think that was a lot more interesting exciting uh, still very well directed but bradley cooper's character as an acting performance i thought had a lot more range in that as well um ultimately disappointing and a lot of people are super excited for like a biopic on leonard bernstein and the conducting sphere he's as big a name as it can get and uh, i don't know if this really did him justice and i know it was kind of between him and jake joan hall in a bidding war for the rights of this and ultimate and Simply like this is something Bradley Cooper has been working on for years and Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Like you might not think of it, just look at him on the surface, but this is something that he, was like a massive passion project that he really wanted to make happen too. Um, but the family ended up going with Bradley Cooper, not saying Jake Gyllenhaal would have done better or worse, but um, for someone who fought so hard to get the rights to this and, and has been spending years and years of his life. I mean, stars born has been a long time ago. Now at this point, he's kind of been focused solely on this since just in minor side roles in other movies, like, you know, he's minorly in Dungeons and Dragons. Barely, he probably just goes to a recording booth a couple days for Guardians of the Galaxy. Most of his actual efforts been spent on this. And for this to be then the result, it was just disappointing. But um, yeah, Carrie Mulligan was a weird casting choice for Felicia Montalegro. I think a Costa Rican woman is who it, who it was supposed to be. But uh, 
weird casting choice, but I mean, she's, she's fantastic. She did great, but kind of like weird decision to cast her for that role. Um, Cause yes, when you look at Carrie Mulligan, you'd never look at her face and be like, that's a Felicia Montalegre. And then, no, yeah, right. Bradley Cooper's caked in prosthetics in this. Whereas Carrie Mulligan's Carrie Mulligan. Like she just shows up with Carrie Mulligan. So um, yeah, whatever. It's just a whatever movie. George. Uh, yeah, kind of the same thoughts. Um, not really a movie I've thought about since I watched at the film festival. Um, kind of annoyed how like the musical aspect of Leonard Bernstein's life kind of took a backseat to like his romance with, uh, Carrie Mulligan's character. Um, I, I thought this movie had just like a massive identity crisis because it just kind of didn't know what it wanted to be, whether it wanted to be this romance, you know, this next fantastic romance, um, or this, you know, tar-esque, you know, dissection of a of a battered musical genius. Um, so I don't know. It just it just left me with a lot of questions. I, I don't feel like I learned a lot about Leonard Bernstein's life, which I think when you're talking about a biopic is just like the most offensive thing ever. Um, I definitely got bits and pieces, um, but I don't know nothing to like kind of leave a lasting impression. Um, you guys kind of nailed it with Carrie Mulligan. I think she's the absolute star here. Um, I kind of go back and forth on my number one acting performance of the year on the female side between Emma Stone, Sandra Hewler, and Carrie Mulligan. They're kind of my top three. And honestly, the, the order can change any day, anytime I look at my ranking. Um, Bradley Cooper, I think, was good. Um, I think there were moments where he could just be a little too overperformative, a little too you know, I really want that Oscar kind of performance, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think he's great. He is in my top five, so I wouldn't mind an Oscar nomination for him. Um, I, that's on the acting and the directing side. Um, and then on the directing side, I think that's where he absolutely shines. I think some sequences are just beautiful. His black use of black and white is awesome. That one musical number was really cool. Um, so yeah, it was a very all over the place experience for me where there were aspects of this movie that I really enjoyed. And then there were aspects that I think they could have just done better or they could have just focused on, you know, one thing more than they do the other. Um, and I'm not saying that as a romance movie, this doesn't work. I'm just saying as a biopic, I don't think this necessarily works because I would have just liked to be a little more in the know of Leonard Bernstein's career, as opposed to, um, you know, everything around his romance with, uh, Felicia. Um, I think I ended at a three and a half out of five. I want to rewatch it. Um, like I said last week, I believe there's a lot of new releases this year that I want to rewatch and just kind of reevaluate where my, my rating stands and Maestro is definitely one of them should have done it this week, honestly, but I was just too busy watching other things. So I ended up at a three and a half out of five, um, with a lot of Oscar potential coming out of this movie, I think. Yep. All right. Seth final final take yeah um most things have already been said i think as a biopic it's pretty box standard in terms of lender bernstein's life we don't really get much i also seen like a lot of takes online i mean i don't know much about him as a person you know what it was like in general but wouldn't probably surprise people to know apparently this is very tame on his sexuality as well which is you know, inevitable when it comes to yeah it um, never like goes into the fact that he's, which is, he's he's clearly bisexual but like it just like implies it just, you know it just, just hinders like, at it and it just like and i think that's the it's honestly it's quite offensive as, as someone's character as well i really think you know i think if that's a massive part of his life it always happens in these sort of films as well like it always happens i can't remember what bio it was a few years ago same thing but whatever i think it, it tries to be is my guess of what you're thinking. that's the one that's the one 
exactly exactly that and that's why i kind of didn't like that film it was a major issue i had with it um i think like you said bradley cooper's like ability as a director is, is is kind of undeniable i think some of the shots are really good the color utilization was amazing i think he knows how to compose an image there were some shots in this which were really really nice i think the first hour kind of tries hard to be too kind of sincere and too on too earnest and too like it has a lot to say but really doesn't and i think that's where the the oscar baity comments which i'm not going to say but that's where they kind of come in on twitter which i understand um I think it was quite mindless at points. Uh, like he just kind of moved, went on and on and on without really going into anything I was particularly interested in myself about his life or his musical career. Um, but there were some good, there were some good moments. I did like the second half a lot more. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is actually, I think, my number one pick for for um, my favorite female performance this year. Um, I think she might be in my top three like performances in general. Uh, I need to recheck that, but like around that kind of level, I think she was seriously the, the shining star in this, and by far the best thing about the film. But it is just a, a script that kind of comes across as too earnest, not really much going on, tedious at points, definitely boring at certain points as well. And not really I expected more. I kind of just expected like this because I think there, a lot of these films are like 10 a penny. You kind of know what you're going to get. But I think it was very tame, very tame on him, very tame on his life, very tame on his sexuality as well, like I mentioned, and just a bit mindless. But overall, it was like I'd probably say like a little bit above average. Uh, Carrie Mulligan and Bradley Cooper's ability as a director really pushing it forward, uh, but nothing to write home about. Just very, very like a. This is like the perfect three star to me, where it was like you know it was fine, but I'll never think about it again. That's like kind of where I end up with this film. Yeah, um, I don't think we have spoilers to get into. I don't know if you guys want to add anything, but read it. two two minor good. things that are circling film Twitter, which are, are funny. The two things that. And that's the thing. This movie was received so lukewarmly that the two things circling around everywhere is one, the Snoopy shot, hilarious. That is, like, that was why did the, yeah, like why? What, so like, and I just don't get that. It just took me so out of the movie when I first saw. I'm like, what are we doing here? Was, like, <laughs> did it have to be the apartment right there on that <laughs> yeah. day at that time of the day? Like, just so funny. And then the other thing being like the Adam Sandler voice, where he's like, yeah. I saw, I saw, like, your mother and your father. Billy Madison yeah. voice, the Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, And it's just that's just perfectly encapsulates how this movie's been received by people in the critics and film Twitter sphere, where it's like, those are the two takeaways, the yeah. Macy's day parade scene and the Billy Madison voice. I think Billy people Madison. in Ho Hollywood, from what I've seen, like I think people in Hollywood are, are liking this movie and I got, I think it's going to get nominated for everything that Bradley Cooper wants, best picture, best director and best actor. Um, but I don't think it'll win any of those. Um, that's, that's my take. That's my guess. Uh, but uh, 55 out of 100 for myself. Um, I was teetering with the two and a half, but I think it had, uh, it had more good than bad to, to drop it down. So it's just like a, a half movie, um, a three out of five for both Seth and Tyler, and then a three and a half out of five from George. Um, so kind of a all around just a span right there. Um, but a very okay movie, a fine movie. Moving on to probably the most, the biggest surprise movie of the year, which I'm really pissed. I didn't go see this. Um, I told you guys when I was in Texas, I had the opportunity to see the Iron Claw um, early, a uh, week early, and then we had a work dinner um, that night. So I opted to go to the work dinner, meet and greet with people and just get to know them a little bit better. Um, Should have gone and see that, seen this, um, but you know, it, a work dinner you need to go to kind of thing. But <laughs> Tyler went and saw the Iron Claw, the true story of the year, inseparable Van Eric Brothers or Eric Brothers who make history in an intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s through tragedy and triumph under the shadow of their demeaning domineering father and coach. The brothers seek larger than life immorality on the biggest stage in sports. Tyler, 
Uh, give us your quick thoughts, but uh, if mm-hmm. I may ask, maybe maybe we all review this next week because I don't know if there's a, like a whole lot of um, releases in the next week. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. if we can get to the theater, I, I'd, yeah, I'd I'm, really like to see. I'm going to keep it super high level, not even getting close to spoilers because that. we release the uh, uh, the real talk nominations next week. I would love if uh, one or two of you were able to see it before then, and obviously the UK we're not going to see it for a while. But again, if if we aren't able to see it, we aren't able to nominate in the Real Talk Awards. Then again, that kind of plays to what I was saying before we click record. Whereas, like, if you're releasing a movie this late and not going to give it give it internationally, we you know the Oscars are very Western bias. We we're an international pod. We we need the UK releases to keep up with mm-hmm. with stuff. We want to get them proper proper nominations. So going to keep it super high level because not only you guys, I want everyone listening to this to go see it because. It's my number two movie of the year now. It's right behind Oppenheimer. It, it, it's fantastic. And again, Zach Efron absolutely deserves to be an Oscar nominee for best actor for his performance. Is he win? In this. Well, that's the thing. Like I was saying before we record the pod, I think this just is too late in the year. Like everyone's already kind of locked that's in fair. their nominees, their voting ballots, all that. And I, I, this more than just him, like supporting actor Holt McCallany as the father absolutely deserves it. Jeremy Allen White's great. Everyone in the cast is great, but Holt McCallany as the father specifically, um, Fritz von Erich, he he deserves to be nominated for best supporting actor. Zach Efron, best actor, because um, the movie mostly focuses around Zach Efron's character, but it's just a devastating movie. Um, just people search like on a quest for greatness at their father's behest, who was a professional wrestler that never reached the world heavyweight championship level. So that his kind of life's mission then was to breed his sons to make them do what he was never able to do. And this whole movie is kind of about the sons trying to carry on that legacy. It's a super sad story, but I was wa- looking up stuff on Wikipedia after because I'm not familiar with the Von Erics. It's a it's a story that I know a lot of people in professional wrestling are very familiar with, but the real life story is even worse. Like it, the the movie itself is so unbelievable to where like if it wasn't a true story, you'd be like that's just like too much. Like it wouldn't actually be that way. And then you look up what actually happened, even worse. And it's just crazy because like the director of the movie is like, yeah, we wanted to add it all in, but like at some point you just have to tell a story and. Mm-hmm. It just, I want it. I haven't looked it up yet. I don't know. Don't. If I, I went in so blind okay. and the, I, I was so I, worried I was going to get spoiled because I know like I, the I will general say, thing that happens, but I don't know. What I don't know a thing about I'm going to say story. thumbs up to the wrestling community because I feel like a lot of different communities when they're finally getting movies made, like whether it's like racing or anything like that. Wrestling community has been super positive about this movie in terms of like none of them have been spoiling. Like they all know the Von Eric story. Like if you're a wrestling fan, like it's, everyone knows what happens. But I didn't see any, and I, I, we, I follow a lot. There's a lot of people on movie Twitter, like I you know, like Alex, Evan. There's a lot of people that are big wrestling fans. No one was really talking about the Von Erics, like spoiling anything. Like everyone's super open to this movie coming out, and everyone experiencing it for the first time. So shout out to the wrestling community for not spoiling anything for and allowing people to experience this blindly. But man, these actors were just great together. I think Zac Efron. I remember when I watched uh, whatever that TV show is. I can't remember what it's called. Where him and that guy kind of go around the world extreme down to earth down to earth down to earth with zach efron uh where he has two seasons of him kind of going around the world and i remember there was one scene in it where he was saying like at this point in his life in hollywood he wants to be making like good movies and doesn't really want to just sign up for anything and i remember being like pissed off when this came out because like after that season one came out there was a couple movies he had like the greatest beer on ever and some other stupid movies that are just thinkers i'm like Ah, oh, damn. He was just really for show for like the documentary trying to sound super deep and moving. I'd be like, yeah, I want to do only good projects, but this is like far and away his most dramatic, most range of a project he's ever shown. Um, great, great choice for him to be in this uh, as Kevin Von Eric, the the oldest of the family, quote unquote. Um, but Jeremy Allen White's great too. Clearly one of the biggest actors 
kind of not up and coming. He's kind of been there with Shameless and now the Bear, but you know, he's still not, you know, your mother and father is not going to know Jeremy Allen White. And then Harris Dickinson is probably the least known of the main three, and but he's was great yeah, in, he's uh, in Kingsman and. Yeah, Kings. The, well, he's in the Kings Man. The Kings the Man like the, star. The yeah, the, yeah. the least watched yeah. one, and then yeah, um, one that teases. Let's not my tongue. The Ruben Oslin yeah. film from last year, um, uh, Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness, and he's in Scrapper this year. And was great. So he's starting to get his flowers. He's in that TV show on FX now with Emma Corrin. But so he's he's getting up there. But um, he he deserves all the flowers in the world too. And I think the editing in this is incredible. There's some crossfades that are just so so immaculate, so heartbreaking. And the cinematography and editing is great. Like I said, there'd be a couple acting nominations that should be like, if this movie came out in October, November, I think it'd be shoe in to get at least one actor in the, and or Zach Efron would be the best actor nominee. And then uh, there's a couple of people that could have maybe snuck in for supporting actor, Holt McCallany or Jeremy Allen White. And then the mother too, more tyranny. She's in the movie for like 10 minutes. Like she's very far and few between, but like in terms of like emotion per minute of the movie she's in, Every time she's on screen, it's so impactful. So she does incredible as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main issue here is the runtime. Like I said, the real life story is even more heartbreaking. There's a lot more they could have went into. How long is it? It, it's it's just over two hours. I think this could have been a three hour movie um, because there's a lot of stuff that feels a little rushed in this. Um, and also, I feel like we never really got a good sense of how big a superstars they were in the wrestling community because these were like legends. Like they were all inducted. The family was inducted in the the Hall of Fame. They were. In the 90s, 80s, they were like the biggest name in in worldwide wrestling, sports, entertainment. And I never really felt like that gravity. We never really felt like they were the biggest superstars in the world. It always kind of felt like they had their own thing going on in Dallas. And it was like the big superstars like Ric Flair's in this movie would go down and like wrestle them as like, uh, like a volunteer service. Be like, oh, I guess I'll go do this, like, you know, this smaller gig when really they were superstars. But um, big like Leonardo DiCaprio, like snapping at the TV meme because I lived in Dallas downtown dallas for a couple of years so like this takes place in downtown dallas they're from denton texas so every time there's like downtown shots of like places i'd recognize i'm like hey i know that place that's fun yeah. um but yeah great film uh incredible heartbreaking i wish it was longer there's just so much like it's one of those that like watch it going blind digest what it gives you then read the wikipedia page and be like oh my god you're mm-hmm. kidding me like this it's just not real like and that's the thing with biopics and that's why i get so frustrated when biopics play things safe is because like Cam kind of said about Leonard Bernstein and Maestro, if you're going to make a biopic about someone, they're probably an extraordinary person or has an incredible t- story or there's something about them that makes them worthy of making a movie. So already the screenplay gets a, 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 an easy road because you know they already have an incredible real-life basis to base something off of. So when you play it safe, it's frustrating because you're not creating the story up in your head. It's kind of what has been laid out in life. But the way they just had incredible editing and visuals and the acting is so heartbreaking – and, and there's one final swing that I'll talk about with you guys next week that I don't know if it completely worked for me. I'll sit on it a bit. But then the final scene, which people have alluded to on Twitter, being like Zach Efron's Oscar clip, like it's just so good. And it's just it's just a great movie, man. I, I, I can't recommend enough for more people to go see it. I will say it's it's like a, it's a bummer of a movie, man. Like it's yeah. pouring rain in Arizona <laughs> yesterday. Um, so it's one of the like I, I watched it, drove home in the rain. I, I like took a nap. I was just like <laughs> depressed. It was gloomy out. And I was like, not just need to just log off from the world for a couple hours here let's take a little snooze here because yeah it's a it's a bummer movie but this movie has become like my most anticipated movie after the fact though like i wouldn't have thought of it earlier in the year um Mm -hmm. and you know you see those first pictures of like them in the short shorts hanging out uh uh, zach efron jeremy allen white harris dickinson um 
like you see those pictures, you know, like, yeah, it was probably interesting or possibly going to be good. Um, and I think Zach Efron's been fine in a couple of things. I think he was, he was fine in, uh, extremely evil, incredibly vile, shocking, gross, uh, movie, yeah, whatever that <laughs> title was. Yeah. Whatever that movie was. Um, I think he was fine in it. Uh, but just shout out Zach Efron though. Cause when he got his, uh, when he got his, um, hall of uh walk of fame star um mm-hmm. he, he was he was just talking about high school musical and how he still sings the songs in the showers shout out him way cooler to be pro like whatever teen mo- show you got in on um versus jacob lordy who's like i hate the kissing booth movies <laughs> fuck you jacob lordy they're not good <laughs> movies but hey it's where you started man mm-hmm. it's how it's how you're so big now yeah so mm-hmm. just shout out zach efron way cooler to be like yeah i still sing high school musical songs in the shower every day Awesome. Agreed. What, yeah. Um, yeah. She says high school musicals good and uh kissing booth is trash. Uh, <laughs> that is a fair yeah. point to be honest, but yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, if, if we live in a society, Zach Efron's Oscar nominated, like it, you'll see his performance and then it, it's just, it's just a different level than like what Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. did. Cause the, the reason I compare them is not one. We just talked about Bradley Cooper, but two, they're both biopics. Um, whereas my show was more like, Oscar Beatty, I don't really love that term, but whereas the Iron Claw, like like a lot of people said, like it became most anticipated out of nowhere. This yeah. had a terrible release plan if they were trying to bait for Oscars. Like they clearly like just made this movie out of pure intentions, and it came out at a time where it's not going to be the best for awards. But I would love to see some nominations, and it just takes some of the best young adult. I know, like in real age life, like Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron, and Harris Dickinson are a lot older than like the the characters they portray are normally like mid to late twenties, but. I'll say like in terms of like young adult, quote unquote, like I know they've been in the industry a long time. There's they're great. And having them all together in a movie. Fantastic. And everyone supporting is, is incredible. Um, can't recommend this movie enough. Devastating. Uh, I, I'm going to be excited to rewatch. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a big winner from a 24 here. And I think it managed to do both justice to the professional wrestling community while also making a palatable film uh, for people to enjoy. I know I've seen a lot of professional wrestling people be like disappointed that it wasn't like the full true story, but I think it's just one of those things like if you're not used to biopics and you're just a wrestling fan that's just getting into like watching movies because you want to see the Von Eric story makes sense. But we all know all by bi- like every single biopic ever made is going to be mostly half truths. Like it's not going to go into everything. So um, at the end of the day, I have to make a movie and two hours of the runtime yeah. they got to tell a yeah, whole story I of an think- entire family. Kind of tough. If it were three hours, I'd be shocked if it were get as big as it's getting. You know, that's right. the unfortunate truth of it is like. I can convince Emma to go see a two hour movie. It's, it's impossible. She wanted to see killers of the flower moon. She was like, Hey, you want to go see killers of the flower moon this week? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's three hours. And she's like, Oh, never mind." (laughs) Just like immediately. We're not doing that. Uh, But yeah, this just is like the perfect storm to be a successful movie though. So I hope it takes off because uh you have wrestling fans are going to love it. It's an a 24 film starring people we grew up with. Like, you know, Zach Efron, where it's like also big time shows like shameless and the bear for Jeremy Allen white. So people like our age are going to be really wanting to see it for that. Plus the a 24 branding is undeniable, whether you like it or not. And then for older people, like there's a story that happened in the eighties and the nineties wrestling, you know, there's still, still a huge industry, but it was like insane different world back then where it was like, everything like it was like probably as big as like you know ufc is today or whatever probably way bigger never mind mm-hmm. ufc is still kind of like niche-ish but um but yeah so i think it's just like all age groups are gonna love this like it's like it's at the same time people our age but also kind of like a dad movie because it is wrestling and people they probably grew up with knowing so yeah um can't say enough good things i'll leave it there four and a half stars for me second of the year um fantastic fantastic movie huge surprise like i said i knew i was gonna like it 
um, just because there's really not a single negative reaction going into it, but didn't think I was going to like it this much. Uh, excited to hear you guys' thoughts if we talk it next week or whenever we go over it. But um, yeah. I'll end it there, and I'll go into anyone but you quickly. Um, huge surprise for me. Uh, huge fan of this one. So Sydney, Sydney Powell, Glenn, or I keep saying Sydney Powell, Sydney Sweeney, Glenn Powell could be Sydney's Powell. If you know, she broke up his engagement or his girlfriend, you know, maybe she, she hops over and they, they make the, the rumors true and get, get together. But yeah, there it's like, why do you doubt a rom-com when there's just two super hot people in it? But beyond that, it's just a great story in terms of like rom-coms. You, you like, you can just take two hot people and throw them in a movie and you'll make some money and people will watch it and. That's kind of what people have been doing in rom coms for the past. But these are the hot people, right? Now. Yeah, the oh, hot, like the, yeah. the just a man, not like just hot people. Like I went to a dine-in <laughs> theater for it, which I rarely go to. I didn't get any food because it was going to make me feel shitty about myself. But they <laughs> they should have like protein shakes and a Zempic as like the options as a dine-in movie to this, because like they these people are just too good looking to be on your screen. It's just I was in like the front row too. I was like, oh my god, these people are insane. But um, it, it's a Shakespearean rom com, loosely based on Much Ado About Nothing. So kind of paying homage to a lot of like '90s rom coms, like Ten Things I Hate About You. That you know, kind of playing into the Shakespeare angle works well for rom coms. I think it really works well here. They do a lot of creative title card switches based on kind of like the different acts they're going into of the play. But yeah, I feel like the 2000s and 2010s and then the '90s too were like kind of peak rom com era, and we've just really fallen off to where the last 10 years or so we've really just kind of thrown two names that are big but not the biggest in a movie and they're like they're enough to get people in there in the seats to turn it on but we're not going to really from there we're just going to kind of just lifelessly throw a script at it whereas this like it's a rom-com yeah the romance almost takes a backseat honestly which from the from the you know marketing you'd think this is like massively romance movie which obviously you know it's they're gonna get together and like at some point in the movie but the comedy is where this shines like this is like the funniest movie of the year for me i was laughing the whole time i just had a stupid smile across my face for basically the entire movie i thought the comedy was just hitting on all beats and i feel like i'm like a relatively harsh critic when it comes to comedy but this i i love this it was just made me so happy inside and the, the funny thing is like and it's not like we care what other people rate a movie to influence our ratings but i saw this like when like no one i was mutuals with had rated it and i was like am i like insane for giving this a four star right now but like k meeks and a couple other people end up seeing it and they're giving it high scores too so i'm glad it's like a relatively liked movie and i was like i just enjoyed it so much and glenn powell's great sydney sweeney's awesome and the supporting cast is so perfectly used like they're they add to the story while letting Glenn Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney shine, but they also have their own comedic elements, but you kind of never get too detracted where, you know, kind of like we talked about with Wonka last week where like if they misuse Keegan-Michael Key and have way too much of him, you'd be like, oh, this is just like really just annoying and kind of grating and making the main storyline suffer, but none of them in this do. Fun setting in Australia. Um, basically, I mean, just a quick setup is like, you know, they, they hooked up one night and then don't see each other for another few years and then you know, there's two women that are getting married and Glenn Powell's on one side of the wedding party, Sydney Sweeney's on the other. So then they have to get rekindled by going to the same wedding uh, from different sides because the two people end up marrying each other. So that's kind of how they got reintroduced back in each other's lives. And then both their exes are in the area. So it's kind of like, oh, let's, you know, from the trailer, like, oh, let's fake being together just so we can kind of, you know, get rid of this ex problem. And then, you know, shocker from any rom-com, you'd know, they start to actually have real feelings. <laughs> But like I said, the comedy is what really hits here. Great. Um, I know some people said they wish it was a little more romantic, a little more sexy, like especially from the marketing, you think it was a lot more, you know, sexy and like hot and heavy than it maybe was it, because it is just purely a, a comedy at the end of the day. And I had a blast with it. Big surprise. 
this could easily become like a comfort movie of mine when it comes on streaming. Like if it's just something that sits on Hulu or Netflix, I'll probably throw it on just to have some fun, just fun, fun old time with some laughs and some romance and, and yeah, it's good. And it doesn't really get bogged down by too, too much drama either. Um, not really like a tearjerker, like some rom-coms will try and really hit home with you, you know, unnecessarily add in drama or devastation just to be like, Oh, it's a buy the book romance. Let's have the romance, the comedy. Oh, let's have a good cry scene. And then we'll get back together. Like, don't really feel like they fall into the trap of being overly emotional on this. And uh, yeah, I just love the Shakespearean angle they took with it. I thought it was really creative. Will Gluck, shout out to you. Good directing. Uh, it was genuinely like, like again, I keep harping on rom-coms or something you can phone in more than any other genre. Horror, maybe number two. Um, so when you see a good one, it really makes you appreciate it because it's a genre that's so littered with, with crud. So no hard feelings didn't really catch on. And, you know, everyone says like no hard feelings and joy rider, like the return of the raunchy, rom-coms i wouldn't say this is a raunchy rom-com i'd say this is like the return of like the true rom-com that we know and love and i think uh i hope this kind of takes off and does well because i would love to see more movies that are given actual care and attention like this in the rom-com genre which has kind of been starved for a few years but anyone but you four stars huge surprise of the year for me had a blast with this um it was riley was getting tattoos while her car was in the shop and i wanted to see the iron claw but like timing wise like everything was starting at like two o'clock and four o'clock but like three o'clock was this one. So that was like the only time that like fit the the window perfectly. So I was like, you know what? I'll go alone. And I'm a veteran of going to movies alone. Felt a little weird going to movie this one alone just because I, I don't go to AMCs either. Usually I go to Harkins. And usually when I walk out, there's like one person standing there by the trash. But this this AMC, there's like four ushers just waiting right outside when I'm walking out alone. I'm like, like yeah, whatever. I just saw this movie alone. What is it? What, what have you? And the ticket taker gave me, she gave me kind of a look too when she saw it done on it. And I'm like, you mind your own business, okay? I'm going to see... I'm just going to see the latest Will Gluck. Man. You're the horny dude showing up to see Sydney Sweeney, man. That's the problem. This is, yeah. a, this is a horny dude movie. Uh, Came for you. Sydney Sweeney, stayed for Glenn Powell. Yeah, and that's where I'll end. Good looking people. Good looking people. And I think uh, Seth just joined to like Seth joined to like the perfect moment. Seth, well, right he's he said he was in, um, but he was texting us. He up. said he's like, oh, your audio. I think you might be on this different mic right now, but but I just wrapped up my reviews. So Seth, you're in at the perfect time and now we can yeah. kind of get into news or whatever. Um, moving on. Hey, hey, hey. We haven't done that jingle in a while. Can we get it? Can we get a proper? Yeah, we, we haven't. Uh, it's been the like guitars up there actually. I, 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 <laughs> well, we can hey, never hear the guitar. Yeah, anyways, we can't hear the guitar. Right, let, 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 floor hey, is. hey, hey, it's trailer time. The problem is, um, Hey man, I'll do that whenever. But the problem is I wasn't even going to go into these trailers. Not really a big trailer week. I don't know if you guys watched any of these, but Love Lies Bleeding, uh, Spaceman, and The Regime were kind of the only ones that I saw. Love Lies, Love Lies Bleeding, Bleeding cool. being the yeah. uh, Kristen Stewart uh, A24 movie. Uh, Spaceman cool. is the uh, Adam Sandler, like from a different universe. Well, yeah, and, and did it mention the director at all? Of the Who's film? the director? I don't know. They didn't put it in the trailer oh. or anything. It's really weird. So Spaceman? Yeah, I'll look did up. did we know Adam Sandler was doing this? I didn't. It was a shock to me. Yeah, it's I had... directed by Joe Johan Renk Renk Renk. I do know um, who has done uh, nothing. nothing. You would know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Downloading Nancy in two thousand eight, and then The Fat and the Angry in twenty fourteen. 
and then a couple Not- of Chanel. Uh, oh wait, it's, it's a terrible film. He was the director of Chernobyl. Terrible. He was the director of Chernobyl. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and he did a couple episodes. That's what it is. And Breaking oh, Bad. Okay. Oh, that guy's oh, got what? juice. Then yes, yes, you're exactly right. Why would they not put that in his? Yeah, that's Chernobyl movie? is like fucking because Netflix, isn't it? That's why probably well, true. And that's yeah, I, mean, why yeah. I guess why would they not? But I'm on Google and I don't even see it. That's awesome. That's weird. Um, um, Space Man's a shit name. Breaking Bad really as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also it was like nice, a man. mysterious alien, alien in parentheses, Paul Dano, and I saw that tweet like I saw that tweet like twelve times from different people. It was very funny the first couple times. After that, it got a little much, but still funny. Um, but yeah, nothing really major on the uh, trailers, um, trailer side of things this week. Uh, but big news: Jonathan Majors officially out of Marvel Studios, done as King the Conqueror after being convicted on two counts of assault um could face up to a year in prison um i think I'm february sure. is when they announced that yeah, i think that's when sentencing that's is sentencing yep um i'm not sure exactly how much you guys looked into this i didn't do you he, know a ton of research but um he got just, found not guilty on two of the counts and guilty on two of the counts yeah, i think so it was he like, was charged I don't with four exactly. counts. um he's he i looked it up last night and i i didn't write it down but um yeah Basically, I mean, yeah, charged yeah. on two counts of assault. Doesn't entirely yeah. matter. Yeah, I'd be him. shocked if he sees a day in jail, not because of the crimes, but because of like the stardom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not saying anything about the crimes. It's just based on you know, it's There's it's no a Hollywood way. actor with yeah. a, a with Marvel money in his pockets. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but no yeah. Magazine Dreams never gonna release those. So shout out oh. me being one of like the thousand people that'll ever <laughs> see that movie. Yeah, I, I texted you that earlier the week. Tyler, only person to see it, and you said the Sundance screening didn't even show. Yeah, because so, oh yeah, so I did Sundance online last year when they did the Sundance premiere. Like the the subtitles weren't working for the movie, and like based on like accessibility to allow like you know all people like if you have hearing problems to be able to hear it. Like in like solidarity, all the judges of sundance like got up and walked out during the screening and said like if not everyone's able to you know watch the film because the yeah. subtitles aren't working we're not going to watch it so that got scrapped too so i think like very you are literally like <laughs> yeah you are one and like i texted you guys in the group chat based on the subject matter of that movie yeah. and now that he's a allegedly the plot synopsis is you know, yeah, it's, it's not, he's not going to go him not being yeah. a good person so that movie's <laughs> never coming out um but. i'm you know, I've Justice. been on the way for a while and uh, and I've been saying, fuck him. And then I get comments once a week that are like innocent pr- till proven guilty. Been proven guilty now. And yeah, and, yeah so there we Shit, go. Man. Um, I also saw a lot of people that are like, oh, people are still all in on Ezra Miller, but out on Jonathan. No one's in on Ezra Miller. Fuck Ezra Miller too. <laughs> yeah, well, who, who's Miller. in on yeah. Ezra Miller? <laughs> yeah, glad. I'm glad the victim got justice. All good things came out of this. Um for non weirdos. Um, so that's mm-hmm. good people. We got a couple DMs or I did um, just being the Marvel guy asking if we talk casting um, possibilities. Not, yeah. not right now. Uh, you know, it, it, we could, but first off, I don't think we're like a, we're not necessarily a, uh, a um, trying to think of the word, like a, a casting podcast to where we're going to go into like what we think is going to come next in the Marvel cinematic universe. Maybe I will. Uh, but we enjoy comic book movies, but we don't go into like the lore, like the background or like that deep. Into yeah. Like, not too much. Uh, but Ryan Gosling's talking to the Marvel. So maybe it's him, but yeah. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that real? Or was that fake? Uh, I only saw it from I the genuinely like don't know. It's I, I saw a lot of people tweet it. Mm-hmm. I only saw it from like the Hollywood handle and they're a bit like, yeah uh, it's it's a leak so how true is it or a rumor how true is it probably not but like getting ryan gosling and ryan gosling's always memed as like get him in and like 
have you ever seen like his like the image edited as black panther <laughs> yeah that, i saw that tweet a million times that was pretty, pretty hilarious um yeah and then also Matt mickelson allegedly in talks to join the mcu already Again. yeah already he's already in it uh, but to, as a new character it's gonna yeah. be another villain oh, again i don't oh, fucking shit. get it oh. same thing with the snyder cut though you you have to blame mads mickelson too you can't just blame them i'm blaming mads mickelson yeah well i think he's like a lot of people are gonna be like oh like the mcu is gonna like waste his talent which is true but like he's accepting the role no no but he's no no uh, people like replied to my tweet because i tweeted about it and they were like you have to blame mads i'm blaming mads mickelson like it's mm -hmm. his he's going into it. i'm not blaming it because how does he know what project is yeah i'm just saying like it's just boring to see him do these just tedious villain roles over and over again in the Western. Always, I think he could just do so much more. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so like he just wants to line his pockets with Western audience money so he can go make some more Danish films. And he doesn't and, even do that happen. often anymore, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's only when uh, Thomas Vinterberg calls him up. It seems like actually he did do one this year, Tyler, which I think we we should watch. I think we'd enjoy that. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Adventure one as well. So okay. I'm down. I'm down. Um. I was gonna go through some Oscars shortlists, but you know, we're running long. They're so all like we'll, the boring categories. Yeah. Like, I love the Oscars yeah. as much as anyone, but like maybe the only one that's interesting yeah. is, was the score. Was that announced? It's like the score. Uh, yeah, score. that's the only one that I really like. Kind of find interesting. The song was only like controversial one because like well, like, people were mad about he, Peaches, but whatever. But Wonka yeah. didn't. All of Wonka how old are you if you're mad about Peaches? I'm sorry, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. like, that's crazy. Uh, the song. I mean, it's gonna be fun to watch Jack Black perform it live, but I love Jack Society. I was nomination just for to see him perform it live because he he'd sell that shit and then like Cam, he's just there as like a fun a fun Cam, did you see him walk out with the ufc fight i don't know yes, if you mentioned it you did, did didn't you because yeah. uh, so i see it on twitter i didn't like that so funny. It, uh, i love their life i love it so worth great. noting in like pop culture there was like a major uh insomniac leak this week which basically like leaked the wolverine game um it, it leaked release dates for like spider-man 3 um, yeah, and like game. all the uh, employees' of, personal information. Yeah, a bunch of employees. <laughs> they actually, yeah, that's stuff at played, least I didn't see. Luckily, they actually played the. Yeah, Wolverine there's like a game you can play. Crazy. Yeah, which is insane. Like but that didn't come out till, um, um, So that's like 2026, I think. And then the, obviously the the like the what's the word for it? The dude, why are they marketing of something that's not coming out for two years? George, that's the game world. They're not marketing. The no, no, they are. They, the trailer released. No, the, they've already dropped released. the trailer. No, not a teaser. They did a teaser. They, they did a teaser. teaser. They did a they very did, like him sitting in the bar. And yeah, that was a teaser. Oh, yeah. But that was yeah, like yeah, a year ago for something no, that yeah. drops yeah. in 2026. Oh no, George, George, this is the gaming world, man. Like this, that's fucking crazy. Uh, George, so you know the game, uh, George? You're, you're not a game, but you know, um, do you know Cyberpunk? Have you heard of it? Yeah. The one with the Keanu Reeves in. So the first trailer for that dropped in. Dropped seven years before the game's release. Yeah, that's insane. That's ridiculous. Uh, uh, the, we talked about this with GTA. Gaming that's world. just too long. But, but yeah, um, crazy. This, really, really bad. Crazy. Not like uh, all of this is not them. It was, you know, hacked and feel very bad for the people who worked on this game because it's kind of getting shit on and it's like a super low res like of the game. Like, are you an idiot? It's like when the GTA Six leaks came out. Like when people leaked that, like um. A year ago and everyone was like this looks shit yeah well it's like three years pre-release pre <laughs> like what are we doing also the wolverine lane looks cool and i hate how their slate was released because insomniac have a pretty good reputation in the gaming community obviously they did the spider-man games which are really well received and they're obviously going to be releasing you know spider-verse the x-men is like 2020 2030 or some shit but it's it's just really shit for them as gaming developers and it really takes away a lot of what they market a lot of the money a lot of the personal material and if you do that you're just like a piece of shit like in general and leaking the employees info and stuff 
yeah what are we doing it's just yeah, crazy and they're not like a small company but they're not like rockstar they're not yeah they're activision they're not so it's like just even more shit it's like they're kind there of up is, and coming they're a, they're a company that's not only um they're a reputable company as well it's not like they're they're a piece of shit themselves whatever they, they make good games they listen to the fans and then you know you go and do this and it's like what are we doing it's just I don't know. It's yeah just stupid. i just wanted to touch on it as big pop culture thing that happened this week very annoying for those uh uh developers and everything and hope everything like i hope they're able to still go back get bounce back from this and and like make wolverine fantastic because it did get a lot of hate this week um but yeah i'm sure they will um moving on we'll do our draft uh just real quickly best winter things nothing special (laughs) i haven't picked order hey emma give us an order of yeah George, me, Seth, Tyler. All right, thank you. Okay. Not no giving you a Christmas no card this year. Yeah. <laughs> no I guess I'm last. <laughs> yeah. It's um, um, crazy. So, so George, uh, um, your best winter thing for you. My best? Okay, like, hold just, on. This is just winter things in general. I'm not researching this. This is just top of the head. It's no, yeah, this yeah, is just yeah. top. I, yeah, what this... was your research? <laughs> yeah. you like? I would forget some good shit. I'll say something. I'll forget some good shit I could have seen That's before. Fair. All right, I I feel like the obvious number one should be the holidays. Will, will you guys give me that, or should I'll I pick one yeah, holiday? I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you yeah, just like so. the holidays. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you. The graphic will probably be more Christmas slant. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. No, that's fine. Um, I'm gonna take one. What I really like, I don't know if this is a first round pick, but I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna go with hot chocolate. No, oh, that's hot a good chocolate. one. It's a good one. First round pick worthy. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just a lowly fourth pick in the draft. I'm going to your wife. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Sucks. Seth. Uh, I'm going to take the childhood memories. I'm going to take a snowman. Okay. Oh, that, snowman. That's so wholesome. Building yeah. a nice snowman. Are you yeah. going to sing the song for us? Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I get back I to back, back here. Back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 go with snow days. So okay. not having school because it snowed yeah, so much. Like school sure. gets canceled. Most like electric that. day growing up. I know yeah, it's, I it's a niche that, thing. And people living above the Mason Dixon line, probably. But dude, you Minnesota know those don't exist those. anymore. Yeah, they basically yeah, don't. They have e days now because everyone's got a yeah. computer. And now they yeah, just we, do Zoom. Wait, yeah, that, that sucks. They do school oh, at home now. Yeah, they so, do it yeah, through oh, Zoom when those days were the best, man. I used yeah. to get home and play like Call of Duty. Like, yeah, oh, like all the they time. were the they best. Were like, they were so had, good. Since, like living in Minnesota, like the plows are so good that like we actually rarely have snow days, but we had a lot of like freeze days where it's like it's negative fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Don't mm-hmm. come to school, your kid will die. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, got, we got more of those too. Like, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, that that delivery was great. Yeah. I love that. Uh, that really <laughs> where we're like prepped for snow days, but also we don't get snow, so we're just like we're shit out of luck on snow days for the. Yeah, and I feel like it's a universal experience that no matter what county you lived in growing up, it always felt like your county was the odd one out. Like you watch the yeah. news and it would scroll across the bottom, all the counties, there's just everyone in the world is like, of course mine's yeah. not in there. Freaking Hennepin County, Minnesota. Um, yeah. my, my next pick on the comeback here is going to be a simple one. Um, we're, well, two of us are, but two of us are kind of almost in it right now. Hoodies. Hoodies a big, Hoodies big awesome. win Hoodies. in, Interesting. in yeah. winter. Nothing better than a gold hoodie. Damn, I rarely wear them down here in Arizona, so when I can, I'm going to take advantage of it. I like it. I like it. Good Seth. pull. Good pull. Uh, I can't believe this wasn't the first round pick because, well, Christmas. 
Well, that's holidays. Yeah. I don't call it holidays. So come well, on. He got, he got, got it. I'm not conforming to no American shit. Mateo, Mateo in the draft is doing Christmas for the graphic on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, got, he got all of the holidays. <laughs> Can I take that? Uh, everyone. Um, Can I take no. a snowball fight? Yeah, of yeah. course. I used to love it's that snow shit, snow. man. I'll tell you that. I used to love that shit. Wholesome memories in Seth's draft. All right, well, it's like ten years. But yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take George's like route, and I'm, I'm getting, I'm taking everything. So you guys are screwed. I'm gonna take just Christmas movies. Oh fuck! I was gonna do yeah, that. That's, oh, that's, that's fair. That was otherwise this would become like a Christmas movie draft if you would have picked one. Exactly. Then be like, oh, I want to pick yeah. one. So yeah, yeah, you can exactly. pick God damn it. So we got to think a little outside of the box here now, George. You have two. I mean, now we're getting to. I actually absolutely. think we did it last year, like an all things Christmas draft, and it ended up being like half of our picks were just different Christmas movies. So I'm glad we're doing it. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that now. I did Home Alone one and two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my problem is I fucking hate the winter time. So like, I don't mind it. All right, I guess I guess I'll take sledding off the board. Oh yeah. no, sledding. I was give you my little snow run. Yeah, sorry. I used to love that shit. I, used to love I guess sledding will be on my board. Yeah. Um, Bro, do you call it sledding? Yeah. What do you call it? Sledging. Oh, no. no way. That's not real. You're lying to us. Stupid. <laughs> I don't know. A G. Yeah. Sledging sounds That's better. Different. Sounds better. George, one more. All right, one more. I'm gonna go with. And you guys tell me if you would include this in the holidays, but I'm going to go with like setting up your Christmas tree, like putting the ornaments on. Decorating the Christmas tree. Yeah, decorating the Christmas tree. Um, for me, probably not great that this is a third round pick, um, but definitely deserves to be picked. I'm just going to put like seeing family. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a good one. <laughs> probably, probably should have been a little higher. Probably should have been right. higher. <laughs> <laughs> Seth? Uh, Seth. Can I say I'll take uh yeah Christmas dinner. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's definitely a definitely a pick. I'll give you a, just all holiday dinner. I'm just cooking, yeah. Riley's working the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, I guess I would be. So she'll be sleeping most Christmas. I'm gonna be cooking a big old Christmas dinner on my own. Are you doing like for her, but no, I'm doing ham, doing okay, okay, some okay. potatoes, some yeah, cranberries, some mac and cheese. I'm like a fine cook. Like I don't, I'm capable. I'm not going to do anything crazy, but I'm also not going to like burn the house down. Yeah. <laughs> you might with a turkey. Yeah. I'm not doing turkey. Thankfully. Turkey. I'm just, turkey. It would be dry as hell. Um, I will go snowboarding. Big no, fan of snowboarding. I guess like we'll also take skiing in that. You guys are taking group ones. Snowboarding and skiing are similar. Enough. Yeah, They're yeah. basically the same thing. And then I will go with new year's resolutions because it's for like a week. You have hope and glimmer. So You're like, shit, this man. is my year. And then yeah, so yeah. The, the three the fifty one weeks of failing your New Year's resolution are worth it for that one week where you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be as I'm gonna be a super athlete. I'm gonna be the yeah. most productive man. I'm gonna become CEO. I'm gonna become <laughs> a millionaire. That's the best week when you have optimism. Like January first, that week you're you're crushing your goals. And then after like that, it, it after out. that, it's yeah, you do. Yeah. I like the poll. Uh, Seth, I'm gonna take one here that I don't know if will will. I don't really have much in my locker right now. I can't think of anything else. How about this? I don't either. Memories. Memories? Just memories. like, yeah. like just happy memories. Memories, just memories. or tradition? Would, I, do you just, just like, 
just like memories of Christmas time. Yeah, I'll give you a child. Seth is going the secret life of Walter Mitty Rowers. First two picks are wholesome, and now we're getting the overly sentimental range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. No, that's fine. Fond memories. Yeah. I mean, that's all. I mean, yeah. I feel like when you become an adult, you don't really do Christmas the same way as a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's just a day. All of mine is so out on Christmas. I don't have snowball fights and shit and build snowmen outside now. So all of mine is memory based. That's fair. I. Man, I was going to go with snowboarding, so I'm a little bummed about that. I don't, oh, what else is good about the winter? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> winter just sucks, man. Uh, but then the summer sucks when it's too hot. So Every, so everything it, everything uh, sucks. Yeah, Life just, sucks. Life, Life sucks. Life. Life, Life is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I think the, I'll, I'll get easy one. I'll go with Christmas lights, like going to see yeah. some Christmas lights. I think that was picked in last year's draft, so yeah, that's a good poll. Okay. Christmas Good lights. It's fun ball. driving down the street and just seeing everyone have the lights and the, the decorations outside. It definitely gives a, a festive atmosphere. Mm-hmm. George's George. final two picks. <sighs> All right. I'm going to go with uh, building a gingerbread house. I feel like yeah. that's uh, nice. That's My a, football stadium gingerbread house. I posted on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. That was fire. That was that and then uh, speaking of football, I'll go with the NFL playoffs. Nice. Love Good. it. Good Love work. the pick. Uh, yeah. The snow games in the NFL, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, college basketball might be my next. <laughs> Seth, do you, have, do you have snow over there in the UK? Because I know in most of America right now, it's like a very snowless. Oh, now. Like, like, ever. No, right Because there's a lot of, like, even the places that are normally shoe-ins for snow here. Yeah, like, no snow here. We, we had a bit of snow like two weeks ago, but it only set for like a day or, or two. We've not got it right now at all. We had like a little bit that's this year. Thing. We've not had like a lot in a couple of years now, I think. I feel lot. like the seasons are just shifting to the right, and I don't like it. We're not getting white Christmases anymore, <laughs> but we're getting snow later in the year than normal. Yeah. April. Yeah. Cam's uh, final pick. Yeah, my final pick. I was I like had my head too wrapped around like Christmas stuff um and holidays and such. Um, I would have gone with Christmas cookies or just like the cookies my Emma makes. Um, they're fantastic. They're like my favorite sugar cookies. Um, but I'm just gonna go with Purdue basketball instead because that, <laughs> that, that relates to my pick i like it yeah it's fine okay, uh, okay. go boilers that <laughs> so i'm going to take the, the cam the cam route for that i'm going to say the final ufc pay-per-view of the year because it's always a good one last okay. one in december always a great one the I one like last it. week would be the one that qualifies for that exactly yes it was, it was great we were texting that whole time that was a good time well as it could have been better but it, you know the, the even the title like you said you knew a lot of the names on that so you know that they're good this time of year mm-hmm. you know? can i tell you all something i re- it was probably high school when i learned that it wasn't paper view it was like paper no no I, I would say <laughs> I, I thought it was paper view for <laughs> i think i was the same boat yeah everyone probably yeah, thought I, that okay that makes me feel better i i was like wow it's paper view yeah okay, i thought cool yeah uh, Tyler, it was like paper like money i just brought up a random memory i remember as a kid, I saved all my money as like a 12 year old for 40 bucks to give to my dad to get like WWE SummerSlam, and he still said no. Tough, <laughs> tough scenes, tough scenes. Um, final pick is gonna be days off work, like you don't have to take PTO, you just get free yeah, days yeah. off work. Yeah, that's actually crazy. People, I know one told that for people in the corporate world. Um, yeah, I know we have some people that are like not really quite in the corporate world yet, so maybe not like the best pick for our audience, but yeah. people that are not a good pick. It's great that you, you, you get days pick. off work without taking PTO, and if you're like working a remote, remote job like me, like I'm working. Wednesday, Thursday next week, but everyone's off. So those What's are going to be like the chillest days. Paid, paid time, time off. off. So like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you get a certain allotment and you have to use yeah, it up yeah, when you yeah, take yeah. a vacation. But how many days yeah. do you get that? That's an interesting question. Depends like, on the company widely. But for me, I get like three weeks, like 15 days a year that you yeah, can just kind of add in. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's you like get way more. Like 
2025 mostly. Yeah, I was hearing about like European countries. Like we get like 70 days PTO. Some, in Norway. some companies. My sister worked at a company that got like six weeks vacation in a year. The new uh, scam is unlimited but... PTO because that's the new scam where people companies would be like you can have unlimited PTO, but then like anytime you try to take it, they're like, "You sure you want to be taking that?" Yeah, off? no, it's <laughs> unlimited. It's unlimited PTO, but you got to make sure like you're not doing it every week. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, my, my sister had like five weeks vacation, but then she like didn't have sick days, which, you know, you can always take a sick day um, mm -hmm. if, if, if you can, you know, and then uh, just get yelled at about it. But like I have three weeks and then like five days of sick days or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but great draft, George uh, took holiday sledding, decorating the Christmas tree, building a gingerbread house and then NFL playoffs. Myself, I took hot chocolate, Christmas movies, seeing family, Christmas lights, Purdue basketball which might be number one. Should put that <laughs> uh, Seth took snowmen, snowball fights, holiday dinner, childhood memories, final UFC pay-per-view of the year. And then Tyler, snow days, hoodies, snowboarding, New Year's resolution, and then days off work. Uh, fantastic draft. Before we depart uh, for this episode, I've been meaning to tell this. I, I, I forgot to tell you guys, I entered the, like the last hour of uh, May, December, right? While Emma was watching, ruined the movie for her. Uh, didn't realize she wasn't at the point where uh, Charles Mel uh, Melton's character Melton. sleeps with yeah. Natalie Portman. Spoiled that for her on that one. So uh, that's my bad. Um, and now you've just spoiled it for everyone listening as well. Uh, yeah, well, if, if you're listening to this pod, you probably probably have seen it at this point. Um, it's on Netflix, so I, I would assume most people listening to this have probably seen it. But yeah, spoiled that for her. And she was like, what the fuck? I haven't gotten to that. So that's my bad. Probably ruined the viewing experience a little bit. Um, but like we mentioned earlier, doing a Jeopardy game for real quick, uh, Manchester by the Sea, recommended by Ryan Bate. Um, and then Isaac created a, a Jeopardy board. So those will be the real quicks this week. Have a very happy holidays. Um, if you're with family, fantastic. If you're not, feel free to reach out to us. Um, if you, if you need something to do, we'll chit chat on in, uh, direct messages or something. Not always, but sometimes, uh, hope everyone's mental health is good. Hope everyone's doing well, um, physically, uh, hope everyone's happy healthy all that jazz have a nice one peace go boilers and i will go through our executive producers oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> shout out to you guys for making this year really possible for the real talk podcast and we we hope to get more people in the patreon army this week to be part of the the voting for the real talk awards but the executive producers for this episode are alexander biscardi connor Connaughton, dakota buckner dean conamanitis dylan chip ferdinando four james magos jimmy o'connor Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Casper Lundberg, Reese David, Roka 1.0, Robert Leo Gislason, Sean Morales, and Stefan Johnson. Nice. Peace out. <laughs>